0: A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms.
1: Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. What a mine?
0: What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy?
1: James! <laughs> music,
0: Alrighty, folks. Welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. This is Rob DiPietro, the Dead Pole Hitter, coming at you with a lineup tool podcast for the weekend, Friday to Sunday. Some tips, some insight into some platoon matches, some teams that are going against heavy left-handed or right-handed pitching, and how you should adjust to that. We're going to look at some deep sleepers for draft champions, some guys that we're not really talking about in Fab leagues, but if you're in a deep drafting hole, hold and riddled by injuries, maybe some sleeper guys that you can sneak into and line up some power, some steals, or just play appearances in general. So on me with the podcast tonight, I have Mike Curland, who does a lot of lineup tool help in his Patreon and his everyday content revolves around playing time and trends in who's starting, who's playing where, stuff like that. Mike is all over the place um, on Twitter writes for the athletic and you could find him on twitter and um see everything else that he gets involved with because he's a very busy guy um so brought him on we talked about some weekend stuff first 20 minutes we'll probably talk about some general fantasy baseball his foray into the content world and nfbc format as well and then we get into the lineup goods so hope you enjoyed this pod hope you have a great weekend good luck All right, folks, welcome back to Pull Hitter Podcast. This is Rob DiPietro, the Deadpool Hitter. I'm here today with a special guest to
1: hit up the lineup tool for the weekend, Mr. Mike Curland. How you doing, Mike? Fantastic, Rob. Now that we actually had a chance to chop it up a little beforehand, time to press play and get going, right? Yeah, amen, amen, (laughs) man. It's been a long time since you've been on,
0: um, but I know since then you've been really uh, growing in the fantasy industry, and so I just want to say, Hat to you because you're doing uh you're putting in a lot of work and um it's 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 not easy to do that so i uh thank you for putting in all this hard work and letting everyone know like you know keeping everyone up to date on the lineup doing the um the spring training stuff you know
1: it's really good stuff so thanks mike no i love it man it's a, it's a labor of love dude and you know and we talked about it like just doing this and Putting it on paper helps me as much as it helps other people that you know subscribe to the Patreon or whatever it is I do that reads that read my work because it keeps me engaged, it keeps me on top of things, and it help. And I find it being beneficial. And honestly, we could talk about how it actually can hinder me at times too because sometimes I'm overreactionary, etc. But ultimately, first off, yeah, I'm happy to be obviously finding. You know, I've, I've been searching for like a niche in this industry for years. To find one is always it was awesome, and to kind of Go all in on it and realize that there's more to it than just following who hits where in a lineup. That's where I right. started. I was curious. Like, my <laughs> it just started as like, you yeah, know what? Give me a
0: little foray into like tell everyone like your path <laughs> to doing what you're doing now and like where they could find you because that you know like I said I don't know who who knows who but it's good to let everyone know like where to find your stuff because it's important.
1: Oh, no, I appreciate it. So, um, I guess the main thing would be on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. That's the main spot you can find me at, but I got the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash SK playbook. That's where I, Put out daily lineup notes it's um literally team by team breakdown i'm not gonna lie life's gotten busy um but so i've been doing like two i might skip if i skip a day i usually end up making it up like hey here's today and tomorrow's or here's today and yesterday's whatever but um for the most i, I i've hit on every single day of the season so i haven't missed a day technically but um uh, so yeah it's pretty much what i'm doing i still write for the athletic i'm behind of course again busy but i'm, I'm trying to i try to get out a monthly piece that does a full breakdown like super in-depth pretty much catching everybody up once a month. I'm like, Hey, this is what's been happening. This is what's going on. And, and what I do is fo- what I focus on is not just where someone hits in the lineup. That's how it actually all started. 2020 was such a chaotic season. There was COVID in and out, uh, in and out, in and out IL stints and just a mess. Yes. So I decided to start monitoring who's in the lineup every day, just to know like who's hitting where and who's doing what. And then I realized, wait a minute, this is basic information. It's helpful. Let's build on it. So um, you mentioned the spring training. I created this chart where just to help real- just to see what type of trends follow into the season, realizing there are a lot of teams that give us a lot of information, like Cedric Mullins. I know it wasn't really a secret, but um, he was leading off every day in spring in 2021 or leading into it. And that kind of held over. Kike Hernandez, same idea. Mm-hmm. Names like that. It was like, okay, cool. This is interesting. And then realizing if I paid closer attention just to even some of the results, Logan Webb had a really strong spring entering 2021, Akil kill, but at least Garcia, these guys and Akil kill, and Garcia mattered because although they weren't starting a lot in spring, they were starting sometimes, but they produced so well and they were on teams that had opportunity for playing time. So there was a projectable uh, place for pay- playing time for those guys. Mm-hmm. And that was stuff I missed in year one. So I realized, all right, now it's like, I have to deepen my uh, real deep in my knowledge base. And, pay attention to those names. So it's like this year I paid attention to who's playing where in the field, how often, who has passed the playing time, and that's why i actually wrote up for the athletic um i i think i looked who's, at who's playing a new spot that was a, like a nice little ad that you had yeah, like oh
0: new position watch yep yep
1: Position that was eligibility good. stuff which mm-hmm. i still do for the patreon but that one's harder to keep up with daily because i have yep. to, I, I, look, I actually go to i go to each person's fan page and look look up and and fill it in so that takes a little bit of time but <laughs> it's fun it's fun because it helps me again it helps me out because if you're an oc a a, a shallower league Oh, Naylor is going to gain first base by Monday. Sweet, I don't need a fab bat now. I don't need first baseman. Like I was able to replace vado with nailer in a league, for instance, because right. I already I didn't have to go out fabbing for a first baseman now. It was one less move I had to worry about. So stuff like that. That's where that became helpful. But um, yeah, among that it was just a lot of stuff, man. It's just you realize little. I little, also little, love your um
0: your uh, your uh, public table tableau page. Um, Cause that, that helped me. I looked at that a lot in draft season um when I was, you know, reading like a projection, just trying to analyze, like just even aggregated a whole bunch of them. And I have like a little system of looking at that and then looking at that lineup thing, Um, you know, seeing how many times a guy batted first, how many times he batted fifth, you know, how many times he batted sixth and what he did versus lefties, where did he play versus righties. And it was, it was great. It was just something that saved me lots of clicks and lots of, you know, you know, uh, it it was good. It just saved time. And it was, it's money. It was just right there. So I think that helped with the playing time, like trying to build out, like how I think a guy's role was, if you might gain more, you know, by, be, you know, by hitting in a certain part of the lineup, so that was that's a good tool for sure.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and sh- I got shout out John Anderson. I think at John Pgh on Twitter, yep. he just won like 50k on DraftKings, so he doesn't need my shout out to sh- for validation. But the dude is a genius with this stuff. Um, he helped me. I-, I gave him my idea, and he brought it to life. So huge shout out to John. Um, cool. some, I actually have to get that link somewhere posted more easily accessible because it's still being updated. It's a new link. He had to do it a different way. But it's updated for has sort of has all of 2022 going on on it. And yep. yes, it, ha- it pretty much has all the information I cover daily in my written notes. But you mentioned who's, who's, who's platooning, who's falling in a platoon, who's leaving a platoon. And what I add to my notes recently is. Um, a lot. I, I've been focusing a lot on recent production. Like, Hey, this guy like Jesus Sanchez, you pointed it out to me. So I, I, I was the most recent idea. Like, Hey, he was sat, he sat two games. He pinched a game, hit a home run, came in the next game, hit two for four. So, Hey, maybe he's picking it back up. Consider starting him for the weekend slate, which we'll get into. So stuff like that. I've been trying to be micro, like, okay, like who mm-hmm. can be catching fire now. Right. <laughs> and I think that matters, especially when there's, platoons like never before and playing time is forever a question and managers getting cuter with with their decision making in in games even it's it's aggravating and it's um but it's 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 a it's a puzzle it's part of the puzzle that makes fancy baseball so great
0: oh definitely it's a a huge puzzle um but back to that lineup too like yeah (laughs) what i love about it is like it has such like a cool like one one drop box that i really love is the uh, stats by spot and i just pick a lineup spot and I could just, you know, sort, you know, I, I have it right now. Who has the most stolen bases while batting cleanup? You know, my math class has two, like Nick Cassiano. So, you know, like it's just boom. It's really quick and it's easy and you can find well, it. And uh, it's actually it's a
1: different data point too. It's a, a different data set, which is actually worth mentioning. And I knew, I started to cut you off, but I remember telling you this because I knew you were one of the few people really utilizing it. It's a little different than fangraphs. If you go to fangraphs and compare the two, you'll notice there's different numbers. Yep. And the reason why, for some of these guys, and the reason why is because them. this is basic, this is based strictly on where, when they started the game there. Not yep. pin, it takes, so it takes away the noise of pinch hit performance or DH, they're all oh, DHing. I guess everyone's DHing now, but it takes away, like, so for instance, um, Edmund was batting ninth yesterday when he pinch hit. Those at bats won't show, they won't show in there as pinch hit at bats because it'll say t- it'll take that data away it'll right. show truly how they perform as a starter which might matter more and the reason why i argue it matters more is because well hey why was he dropped in the lineup he's hitting this well according to fan graphs when he's bang ninth or eighth or whatever But when you actually take away those pinch hit performances, you realize as a starter, he's not performing in that spot. Maybe it'll make more sense. And that was part of the reasoning why we decided to remove the data, the the little bit of noise. So again, all it is is an extra tool to all of our crazy tool boxes (laughs) that we we all have. I think we (laughs) all have fantasy baseball sheds at this point. (laughs) All this is is one more little data point you can utilize. Like, oh, look, this is what he does strictly starting in this spot in the lineup.
0: Or pinch hitting. Like, you know, I... Just like we you mentioned pinch, hitting, pinch yeah. hitting like you could pick pinch hitting and see who has the most pinch hit at bats, and then determine too. like um actually that's that's the question so if someone does pinch hit and they get another at bat that that next at bat count? right as, because as pinch they're, hits, yeah 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 because they came in at they entered a pinch hitter because, yeah like the yeah so, so then and so you could see like kind of who is staying in the game like Obviously we know this, but Austin Slater thirty six plate appearances every time. But that (laughs) that means he's not just pinch hitting, you know, he's staying in the game. That's because of their mid, you know, switches. But that's cool. That's there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. I'd recommend anyone just looking at it. Like you said, Ed, we have so many tools. Like, you know, our tool bag is fucking really heavy, you know, at this it's become point. A and, shed,
1: that's what I'm saying. We all have yeah. sheds.
0: And like you said, you know, it can be to your detriment if, you know, like you have 7 million tabs open and your mate and your mind is just racing. Like you want to, it's, it's not enough to look in three spots. It's like, Oh, I got to look at this spot too. You know, I got to look at this information and it, it could really send you in a whirlwind, but um, you I know, have I a think, question.
1: Yeah, when do you decide to take a tool away? Because obviously there is such <laughs> there. Well, there is such a thing as too many. Yeah, I have stopped. Like I don't go to Savant unless I'm looking at barrel rate sweet spot percentage, first pitch swing rate, stuff like that. I don't go to look at the sli- like I used to depend on the sliders, like many of us have in the past. We we were right. all full, it was fulls gold once upon a time. But um I've stopped utilizing Savant as heavily with certain things. Now I still utilize it, but I, it's weird. Like I've realized I, I go to Savant mostly for like mostly for pitchers cuz I th- I find it very easy to look at pitch mix changes there and other stuff along that those lines. I have a process of going through it for pitchers more than hitters, and I've realized, and maybe a lot of that is because that Savant data is on Fangraphs now. But um, it's also you have to know which play, which place does what. Like they measure right. it differently too, right? Yep. But um, Savant, I don't know, man. I, like that's one of those things where I've I've been less dependent. I guess a lot of it is realizing the sliders are useless <laughs> as a whole for the most part. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my a lot of my stuff is when I look at a player, I start looking at it. I look into the. I'm big on plate discipline and other stuff where I just find fan graphs to be far more just convenient. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, I find myself focusing on fan graphs and kind of secondary to Savant, whereas like in the past, it might've been 50 50 or even Savant might've been a little more favorable. Oh, cause look, look at his hard hit rate. Look at yeah. his, this. And it's like, I, I, I can get more from it. Uh, I get a lot more from looking at a player's approach to, at the plate than yep. what those sliders tell me. So yeah, and I think VanGrafts
0: like is easier, too, because, yeah, the sliders, Mike, are just, like, that's that's just eye candy it, it, it for does people, know, and they rely it, on it too much. It, but it it sells that's fine those by likes, me. dude. Yeah, those no, likes. no, those, it those does.
1: likes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it definitely does, it definitely does, you know, but, like, you know, I like the custom leaderboard part of VanGrafts, you know, you could put any single metric that you want into a custom one and it, mm-hmm. it shows up on their page. You can go to the, you know, and filter it as you want, you know, and it, it's just, it's just awesome. I mean, I learned, like, I just like learning. I like being able to go to new spots. Like today I was listening to rates and barrels with, you know, and Derek Van Viper, and, and like, I never knew this part of the Statcast cast page that, you know, was, uh was showing, which is like the breakdown part um that has the rolling, Charts, you know, like, so it's mm-hmm. got the stack cast rolling charts. And I used to look like I, I look at that. I like the rolling charts. But underneath it, the histogram part, when you can, um, like, you can pick uh, launch angle, for example, and it shows like a bar graph of where they, you know, the range of launch angle, but then you can filter by um, the last drop-down, it says all one color, but you could filter down the exit below, and then it shows, like, like where he hits it the hardest the most on a nice, cool oh. little color. Do you see oh, that? Yeah, Are you on I that, that now? Up. And What's that's it? mint, and I'm like, whoa. Like, I just, I've like... Always... I've always just looked at this and thought, Oh, another yes.
1: version of what's above it. Like what is yes, mo- <laughs>
0: exactly. Because the all one color thing, like it should be like on, uh, a, like a colored thing. Like normally that should be the normal preset because I went to that as they were doing the show. Like I went to my computer and, and I brought it up and I even tweeted to them that this is fascinating because again, I never knew it was there. It's a cool little snapshot of, you know, where, where, you know they have a whole bunch of drop downs and it's just cool to see it real quick Heck, there
1: yeah i mean i pulled up mike trout's he Mike Trout has three hard hit balls uh, he has three balls hit at 150 miles per hour apparently <laughs> like okay three batted balls exit velocity 115 okay yep, yep. <laughs> 12 of 110 like okay like that was I was always curious how we get that information so fast and like right. Huh.
0: I think mm. I think, you know, you ask like <laughs> when do you start taking things away? Like it's it's, it's tough because like the stuff I problem. used to always lean on. And but I think like I used to read, I think, a lot more articles, but now that I have a like not process. now that I'm yeah, like no, I'm just getting better at process. So I just tend to not have to feel so pressured to read as much as I used to. Um, I try to, like when I just had time, like, okay, I'll just sit down and just read some articles instead of just diving into things. But, you know, uh, I think that just comes with getting maybe a little better and trusting yourself a little more that you you have to seek out, you know, any type of, you know, article or anything, a little less and less. Uh, but I no, try I to- No, I agree. Reading yeah. has
1: been the one thing, um, going back to, you're right, I think reading articles is, and it sucks because if someone's producing something, I'm like, hey, read my stuff. Right, I no, read- I know there's so <laughs> much.
0: There's so <laughs> well, much to read. There's so I, much good I, stuff.
1: I, And I find it goes back to trusting my process a little bit. But what I do find myself doing, and I'm surprised because normally I fade them out. I listen to more podcasts, even if it's just topical information, because as useless as it can be for some of the times of these podcasts. And I hate to say that because I know I've been guilty of making these podcasts, too. They're (laughs) they're repetitive. They cover stuff that everyone knows. But every so often, if you catch it, even the most basic of podcasts, it'll drop a little nugget. You're like huh, I didn't realize this pitcher was doing this well for three days, for three games. Then yeah, go double check. You know, Kikuchi's a bad example. We all know. I f- And I feel like Twitter has helped make that less of a need to listen to the podcast because you can go on Twitter like, oh, this guy's been pitching this well since the third pitch of this game, this inning. Like, <laughs> like you I've been trying granular. to stay. Like,
0: I spend less time on Twitter, too, because, again, that's just another.
1: It's noise. Huh? It's just
0: noise. It's just a waste of time. Sometimes I just see some people just talk all day long on it. And I said, you know, like in my head, I said, are you living life at all? Like, are you, you know, are you lifing? Were you just tweeting? You know, like, I don't know. It's, 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 but one thing on the podcast level I've realized, and this is just, has nothing to do with fantasy baseball. It's just on a life level. I've realized that I've, I've like podcast has, has dominated my like audio space more than like it used to be all like a lot more music and mm-hmm. I've realized this and it kind of killed my soul a little bit. So I I'm last like three weeks to a month I've been consistently just leaning toward you know more music again and I feel better about it. It's, like, yeah,
1: it's probably a good mental like yeah you need it most. you, you need, need it that. you need it. It's just so much stuff like all okay. right I listen to one I
0: listen to one and it's just like you know what I need to just actually put on a good old album something I like something new who knows? And just like, that's it. You know, you I need think, it.
1: I think, and this goes back to me is um, I'm trying to reestablish my process. Last year I kind of had this weird year just personally where I kind of let it, it all go to complete shit. <laughs> and um that includes my, my game includes me playing. I just wasn't the play. And that's the thing. Like, I was, I'm still transitioning to NFBC. Like this was my first year where I kind of, I, I've quit all my home leagues because it got to a point where, and Zach, that's where Zach and I met. Yeah, you know, what what is he at now? Zach Doctor Roto or, doctor. Or, 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 or doctor. yeah. That's where <laughs> Zach and I met. Zach and I met because of Roto World Forums Yahoo Leagues. Like we met yeah. randomly oh, cool. in the Yahoo League. Yeah. And um we used to it used to be me, him, and another buddy of ours, always just, you know, winning, placing, just talking, shooting the shit. And that's how we met each other. Next thing you know, he found the NFBC and I was like, that looks like fun. And um, he's obviously full, you know, Zach, you know, he was the what the auction cha- overall champion or whatever last year. And uh, he's always trying to, he's in like a hundred something leagues. And I'm learning a ton from him, but it made me realize taking off a little bit of time, put me far behind my friends. <laughs> and um, yeah. I'm trying to, ma- I'm trying to make up some lost time. I've definitely improved my in-season process, but I do look to pods like yours and I'm not just kissing ass, even though it's going to sound like it, but I listen, I try to listen to yours every week at least. Because um I find it to give me information I don't get everywhere else. And um a lot of the you know, a lot of the places that cover high stakes stop once the season starts. And you still at least at least and sometimes doing these, you talk to like we haven't even gotten into the actual content. People are probably fast forwarding at this point, but <laughs> it's um you sometimes doing this though, like I'll listen to it was I think it was DuPont, you and DuPont, yeah, and you guys were yep. just talking about strategy and in season management and how like some of the stuff, like how he does things. And I, I find that interesting just to, and I, I know that that stuff's all throughout the spring training, spring training and stuff, but I find myself so busy in spring that I don't catch all that stuff. Now that I have a little time to breathe and I'm able to catch it. It's like, it's helping me more as a player because I am I need to, I, I, I want, it's almost like how I used to write art or how I write articles we used to. I used to read people's stuff, take what I like from it, leave what I don't. Same thing with process and concepts of how to draft and how to manage teams. I talk to a bunch of people, pick their brains, take what I like, leave what I don't trying to form my own, you know, kind of a collage of like all this stuff I've learned and just like, here's how I'm going to do it. And yeah. I think I'm still yeah. in the process of doing that. That's why my first year in NFBC, I mentioned like I've had some success and it was DC strictly next year. I shit the bed this year. It's been a mixed bag, some DCs, some OCs. And, um, I don't think I'm ready for a main event. I won't. I'll be, I'll be the first one to admit that I don't think I'm ready. Um, because I've realized I'm a week late on players that were added on in some of those main event leagues, and maybe it's because I don't play in 15s. Where I, because I'm not adding those guys in 12s. I'm not adding Eli White in 12s. I did make a comment to Zach that we should add him in the tag team or consider it, but we already had Mateo. We don't want to take two of those guys that are like kind of drains on your batting average but steals that. It was a whole thing we talked about. But the fact that I was in on them the right week was already a step in that right direction. Like, all right, cool. I'm in on the right names at the right time. Let me make sure I can do this for the rest of the season. Then I'll consider, because I have, the I'm ready. I want to try a main, but I don't want to invest that type of money into a league where I'm not 100% certain. But how do I, I need to get that, experience. So there's that weird right. like yeah, weird I know. experience of a 15 teamer. 100
0: percent And that's why the first main event I did that I got whipped. I that's <laughs> I needed it to see that because I had I, Phil to so um uh Mark Rebro, Hall of Famer, yeah. you know, um Rob Silver in the league. Um Dak was also in the league. He was uh, a youngin' um like me and I would see these again and and it was a short covid year so the bidding was more you know aggressive uh, probably. yeah aggressive but still I, I I would see like huh like this guy for three bucks this guy's always picking up guys for three bucks like Phil yes. like three dollars three dollars and I look back that you know like during the week and I'm like and I think this is good for anyone to do but if you just look at your league in general and see bidding patterns by you you know your fellow uh, league mates and you you just see like oh like wow these you know it keeps hitting with these three four dollars seven dollar guys when everyone's going heavy every week for the next new thing and I think you need to see it in a league to be able to absorb it and then like make mental notes like okay like this is interesting and then you just learn you know I think I, I think the the thing that took me to the next level was, I think I was mentioning to you, like learning what a projection system tells you in a player and like just trying to incorporate that into my evaluations. And honestly, the process by Jeff and Tana Bell is just, I mean, that taught me so much because they have all this data about things that, you know, work, don't work, maybe work. And then <laughs> it's just, no, it's just good to like, um, they have a good ability to really give actionable things. And once I absorb so many of the little intricacies there, like you realize, you know, like that hard data of like what two-star pitches do for you, like when you pick them up, and is it worth, you know, like just so much stuff. And once you, there's so many things you need to do to really, you know, advance that phase. But I think being in it is the best, is the best, uh, yeah. is the best way to do it, you know?
1: I'm a big, I'm a big learn by, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like just. Do it. So I might just have to. But like, for instance, this was my first show. I'm like, I'm gonna get in some OCs, and like, I'm in two of them, and I'm fifth and third. I just looked it up. But okay. it's like, you know, things are things are things are still wild. Like I was, I think I was first in one of them literally before the day started. So it's like, you know, things are. It's way too early to still truly be concerned about um your standings. But I do. I still look at them because, especially in twelves, where there's so much on the wire, I feel like I got to be a little more. Reactive and like I've been, I've been streaming hitters and that goes back to just understanding your strengths and weaknesses and I realized if I'm covering lineup stuff as much as I am, obviously streaming hitters has been a strength. I streamed Jock Pearson the week and a half before, like the week before, like when he went off that caused the bigger you know fab. I I had him. I had him in a an in an OC before it was like before there was a bid thing for him. I was like, all right, cool. I did the same thing with Garrett Cooper. Um, I had Quan because of that. Like. And that's, where, okay, cool. Obviously, I found something that works in my process when it comes to streaming hitters. Now, maybe if that's something I can sustain all season, next year I'll be a little more pitcher-heavy knowing I can make up some hitting stuff off the waiver of wire. to get in, in 12s. Right,
0: and it's great that you see that already because I have three OCs and I try to do different type of build in it. Well, I really wanted to... Last year, I played in one and... Again, I didn't know when to cut, you know, ties when a player was, you know, not doing good. And it's different in a 15, like I give the example, same time of Ian Hap. like in a 15 team league, he was an automatic hold last year through the struggles. In a 12 team, I was still had that mentality, like, no, I'm keeping him, you know. And meanwhile, I should have just, you know, he shouldn't have been staying on my team every week. So that's a lesson I learned. Mm -hmm. And so I went in with, I wanted to have, a lot of pitching, a lot of starting pitching and pitching like on my bench and my two better teams. I have one bench hitter um, and six starters that are just I I stream (laughs) from my team and I uh, and then I stream bats. And it's you know what? I wish I did my third team like that, too, because I just find it that I don't have to make those decisions because on that third team where I have like four bats or three bats, it's, it's just guys that I'm like, oh, I don't want to cut this guy, you know? And I don't <laughs> want that feeling. Like, you know, I have like Abby Garcia, like, you know, I'm like, dude, I can't drop this guy, you know, but I'd rather not have that. And just, like I said, I got six, six pitchers on the bench and I'm just like, you know, <laughs> just, you know, if I need a Friday to Sunday upgrade, you know, I just change out that one extra bench bat and that's it. It just like, I don't know. It's just find it easier. But 12s are a different beast, man. They're really different. And especially I, I, the bidding. The bidding is just just so inconsistent.
1: I'm enjoying it from the aspect of um, it's allowing me to make mistakes because mm-hmm. there's so much more in the waiver wire but then right. like but then it's also making me realize that um it's making me more reactionary in terms of being in terms of dropping players like i actually dropped vado grisham tougher drops that would be in 15s you're not doing but guys it's like i, I learned to be I, I learned to be able to cut bait on those guys earlier than i even like to however i realized with the tag team with zach That I've been like hey why don't we cut this guy Meanwhile it's like oh wait it's a 15 So he's been the guy like you know He's been the angel Like You never never hear this in a sentence but Zach's been The angel on my shoulder You won't ever hear anyone else say that But he has been In this scenario and uh he's been the guys like, no, man, we got to hold him. I'm like, and then I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm glad you made me hold him because I'm, I have some, and that's probably the problem with playing OCs is my main thing this year is I have OC mindset, like turn and burn, turn and burn. But when you're replacing, I don't know, Joe Adele with Eli White, it sounds great now, but you know what I mean? Like, that's like, do you really want to drop Adele for uh, White's a bad, uh, I can't think of another name right now, but you get the point of like a guy that's a pop possibly just a pop-up guy for a week. It's like, it gets tough and maybe it, and um, so that's where I'm at. it's like, it gets yeah, really like, tough.
0: Like, ugh. I'll give you an example of mine in 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 one of the league that I just streaming my extra bench bat or just uh, a starter every week is I dropped Austin Hayes in week two. He wasn't doing well, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I don't." I had like zero drops at pitching too. It was like I was holding only one. I was stashing only one guy. I think it was Castillo. But I, I won't. You know, like. Any given week, I, I have, like, uh, just really quality pitching on the bench. And I'm like, I'm just going to drop Hayes, and I'm just going to keep that what my plan was. Obviously, he went on a great streak, but, you know, dude, you just got to be able to, you know, trust what you're doing is right. And like you said with the, like, hurt guys, too, or maybe uh, like like Avato, right? You know, m- maybe you get him back, right? You Maybe you're, quickest, you're quicker to drop him, but then maybe you beat him, uh, to the pickup line like a week before when everyone's kind of like, ah, you know what? I'll wait another week. He's not close, but I like, you know what? I got enough out of that spot. I'll scoop him back up on the cheap, you know, but it's great. Fantasy baseball is great, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and like I said, there's a lot of learning. I love hearing, again, on the 15, the 12-teamers, I think, are a lot easier for me to just, just because, again, there's a lot more room for error, but the 15s, man, I think I might just have to do a main and just almost look at it like I'm donating to the cause, the long-term gain of just <laughs> learning, because... Yes. um Yes, I, I I don't think there's honestly I, tr- trial by fire, man. I don't think there's any other way for me to truly learn without experiencing it. So Amen. I think I think I, I, may, I think I'm gonna make that um that commitment. Jump just, in, <laughs> jump in. I want to go right, to Let's so get bad. to the lineup,
0: tool, Mikey. Let's go. Let's <laughs> okay, hit him with a okay. little wine My bad. My here.
1: bad. Let's go. If
0: anyone, you know. You know the drill, guys. We're just gonna run through a bunch of games with some lefties, righty pitching, and some platoon things that we wanna mention. Um, we'll start off with the uh there's a 220 game tomorrow on Friday, Arizona at Chicago. So make sure to get your lineups for them at least. In um, we got Arizona facing two lefties and Justin Steele and Wade Miley. Um, what do you see here with the Arizona Diamondbacks? Um, versus left-handed pitching in the last four uh Last 14 days, 93 WRC plus, 17th in the league, 30 to 7K to walk versus lefties with a 242 average. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, We know that Peralta usually sits versus lefties. My biggest question to you is, is Jordan Loeffler going to get into the lineup this weekend? If he does consistently, I think he's good for a dong.
1: That's so tough with him, man. Um, I know he has started against one, two, three, four, five, six of the last seven left-handed pitchers. So him getting in the lineup twice seems realistic. Um, let me look up today's lineup. I think he was in today's lineup too. He was. He hit. And was
0: it against a lefty? No, he played against. He started against two straight righties at right field and DH. Yes, so I
1: don't understand. Like that's yes, why you got you is... got to think. Well, okay, they optioned beer, so he's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Great, easy enough. But they have Thomas, they have Peralta. And I know Hummel's been play, Hummel will play against every lefty. He just has. Right. Um, I think if he's and he's played. You said he's played against two straight righties. I should know that, right? Um, he just went on the IL to Hummel two days ago. So did he? Where where the hell is this information? Where, where did I miss that?
0: <laughs> yeah, he he's on the IL. Ahmed gosh. is back on the IL,
1: and um, so I knew Ahmed this, was. I missed the yeah. Hummel news. So yeah, yeah there, there's no reason to think Luplo won't he's you mentioned he started to, yeah he started yeah. two straight including with one uh, two days ago with Hummel too so I was just looking I'm looking at the I actually pull up their lineups now and you know um, what we got
0: wind blowing out the center field 20 miles an hour on no. Friday baby
1: okay you you obviously the weather stuff I've always find <laughs> found interesting because um I just look at great. rain mostly Mike honestly but then sometimes I when I see like 20 like wind thing yeah but, i'm like but, oh, okay <laughs> but one thing about wind direction is it shifts so quickly on so a dive. right i know so it could be know. 20 it could be 20 miles per hour that way and thing you know, mid mid ball in the air it shifts the other way and next thing you know, that ball just dies yeah just check um, the weather guys at like two yeah. o'clock in chicago and if it's blowing out you know down the way i miss i'm upset that i missed the humble news yeah and I, I don't know why oh well it's uh, it goes back to trying to cover everything on your own right but um Luplo, <laughs> yeah it's uh well, I think it looks good. I like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not excited. Starch, I'm, not yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm not excited though, but yeah. I mean, we're obviously we're talking desperation. So I guess, so. Uh, I mean, if we're, if we're covering there, uh, he's going to play two at least. I see a path. that I'll see how he doesn't play three, I guess, considering the, the injuries and all that. He could play three. I think Travis story just hit another home run, Mike. No, he did not. My I boy. Think I, he just hit a, I think he just hit an, yeah, did he? I love Trevor's story. I was, that. I'm so happy. I hope he's coming around.
0: Yeah, he hit a three-run jack.
1: Yes, he did. Yeah, Dude. Four
0: four for four, five runs,
1: seven ribbies. Yep. He just like doubled his whole season he line. He just in doubled one night. his season. <laughs> oh my god, it's been so bad. Great. Wow. Hey, but this is why you don't bench him, though. It's like yeah, uh, no. Exp- no. In deeper formats, I. I could have seen somebody i mean there's a there's a situation where you probably could have benched him and again this is when oc suck you can easily see about ba- a way a path of benching him in the oc like i mean i wouldn't have because i'm stubborn but yeah um i did set him in a dc for like for a weekend for the other night the other weekend because he's been he was so bad it was like two weeks ago i'm like i had somebody i had somebody running hot and i just like let me make the swap and But then I put them right back in on Monday. But yeah, (laughs) I I I love well I love I was all in on um on story. So yeah, I love story. This this is not a victory lap at all. This is only one game. (laughs) But man, does it feel good to have some something from them, you know?
0: Yep, no, I know. I love it. I love it. Um, one other note I wanted to make about the Diamondbacks, um, Dosh, uh, Dalton Doshow usually uh, moves down in the lineup or doesn't play versus lefties. He started at last nine or 13 versus lefties, but yeah. he usually bats sixth, eighth, or ninth. So he's going to lose some PA. He's still going to get him in there because he's a stud. But Pavin Smith is still playing every single day. I still like the profile of him. Yeah. You know, he's, 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 He just seems like a good, solid player. MLB player. I think he's got a good approach and some decent hard hit stuff. I I hope like you know, ball stuff falling in for him because he's solid player.
1: He's just someone I've noticed too. That's been like up, it's been like streaky. It's been like a week good, a week bad, a week good. and ultimately it's been like overall not great though. But it's just like lately I've noticed like he'll have a week on a week off and um i think he's kind of cooled back down again so it's weird though because he moved up the lineup started sucking so i think they've been slowly getting back down the lineup a little bit not yep. really no second third he batted fifth in there a couple days um yeah that's why it's, it's like general. i don't, I, don't, I know they moved him up but they moved him up when he started hitting well and then he started sucking again so i don't know if they're gonna i think a move back down is likely but you mentioned what we're working what we're focused on is playing time and between first base and outfield, I'm sure there's a spot in a 15-team reform on, on most teams.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. On the cubby side, um, we got Ian Hap playing his last – starting his last two games versus lefties, three of the last four. Um, but he has had a run, uh, I think, about 13 straight games he started. So they're only facing one lefty in Bumgarner. So um, I still think he's a play even with, you know, like a two-game slate um, in this uh, – in the um, at-home – and against Meryl Kelly and Castellanos for sure. So um, I see Rafael Ortega is, is starting to get a little more run. He actually had a start versus a
1: lefty. Is that a fluke thing? What do you think? Um, I thought it was fluky. Like, I'm like, okay, it's because it was his first start against a lefty all year, too, or for yep. Ortega. And he, bat, he batted ninth. But then you go look at this team, and it's broken right now. It has, <laughs> like, it's absolutely okay, yes. broken. Um, Let's see, they have Hermosillo on the I.L., They have Horner, Madrigal. They have Hayward, too. I think Hayward
0: is the thing that locks in his possible
1: playing versus lefties. Yep. And then that's the thing. And well, Hayward is, and that's the thing. Hayward was only playing against lefties because they lost all these other guys. I just mentioned Frazier is a righty. Hermosillo right. is a righty. These guys are all right handed bats. Yep. And so they're corner magical.
0: They're both. Yeah. You know. and, uh, yep. and, look,
1: and looking at their bench, I don't know if their rookie in Morrell plays, and it says infield, outfield on roster resource, but I think he's only started at third base so far. Oh, that second today, third,
0: yeah, third on Wednesday, second today. So,
1: yeah, he might be another utility type guy. I don't know if he's playing the outfield for them. I I just don't know because I feel like they just need the infield right now, like, right. So I I think so. I'm thinking Ortega. Either way, Ortega should play too. And last I looked, Ortega was doing rather, rather decent lately. Um, but one or two games can mess up the whole seven game trends I look at. But I do know Ortega (laughs) has been like decent for average and he's been okay he's been he's been running which has been nice
0: yeah Last 14 games, he is batting. Uh, let's see, 233, not yeah, great, but not yeah. terrible. One it's... homer, four runs, four ribbies, and two bags. So, and he's only <laughs> caught stalling w- once. So, yeah, that, that's back. been an issue for him too. When
1: he runs, it's is getting caught. He's got caught twice in his last four attempts. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like, I don't like Ortega, <laughs> but he's been. He's been doing okay. Like I know he's like he's hitless in the last two games. I don't know about tonight, but then like prior to that, he had two games with two straight hits, and he was hitless for two. Then he had two multi-hit games in a row. Like he's just literally on again, off again. Couple stolen bases, some RBI. Like he had like a nice run of four RBI. You mentioned over the last week actually. So it's been a four RBI, two runs, and a home run. With, with um, yeah, so it's been like just a mixed bag. Yeah, um, if you have no choice, you know he's gonna play type of thing.
0: Right. Yeah. I, Who's I our first to, on this team, man? I mean, this is, I'm trying, I'm trying to get excited. It's just, it's been yeah, hard. No, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people listening to the podcast play in draft champions leagues. And so like, you know, it, uh, these are the type of things you're thinking about when you're, you, you know, you're having to start like um, Rafael Ortega versus, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know a comp, but you
1: know, like, when, what about when you Kyle have Isbell tough decisions over him,
0: Kyle Isbell? Um, three in
1: Minnesota this week, it looks like. Um, who's he facing? Yeah, he's we, he's, we, he's, we, we, he's, we got ahead of it, but um, you know, we, we <laughs> <get> <laughs> oh, I just picked the, it, I picked a name. No, I think a, a random name. name, he's played five straight, MAT and, is out, and yeah, and he's uh, he's facing two righties and lefty, and there, it's what uh, Joe Ryan's a bad one over, but coming off the IL, you don't know what to expect, Smelter really not really concerned Isbell had a stolen base today okay it hasn't really done much else but at least it's like one of those things like uh do i want a chance ortega for, for two or i think do i trust that third game coming in for Isbell? right that's where it's like maybe i give Isbell the nod there just hope hoping for something <laughs> Like could be i mean last says ortega
0: but, really? well, but I the, you know, that's just that's a general objection for the weekend. Sometimes uh, you know, they do a great job. They incorporate so many things. Sometimes I think the updates are a little maybe a tad behind picking up full-time PT. And I think Isabel looks like he has that right now. So um, you know, that, that could be different. That could be different
1: outcomes. But
0: that that was a good um, that was a good who would you rather?
1: Yeah, and honestly, if someone's Ortega, I'd be like, "That's fine." <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna argue. I, there's not enough argument point there, and I guess I guess Ortega is a little safer because I feel like you never know with the Royals. Like, like we thought, well it took all of ours like an extra five days to become relevant after there was a clear path to playing time for him. So, Ooh, maybe, Oliver, like, yeah, man, he's oh, man. I, I was, He was finally. It was finally happening,
0: man. So ready. Off,
1: succeeding I was so and... ready. I had a nice
0: healthy bidding for him on that fab weekend too and i was like eh, all right you now yeah, now he's out for like two months <laughs> he had yeah yeah i was like man like this guy plays like if he gets full-time pt we're looking at like a like a manny margot type type of you know like profile for the season so I was like i i i like this so um all right let's move on to <laughs> atlanta at miami miami will be facing three righties charlie morton kyle wright Ian anderson uh, Miami last 14 days versus righties 121 WRC plus, um, which is the fourth in the league in the last 14 19 to six and a half K to walk 270 average. Um, solid profile here overall for the team. Joey Wendell and Birdie are out. Um so and de la cruz are kind of banged up right now so keep tabs on that and i just made a note like eric gonzalez is back in our life i looked at that and i said oh my god you know you see these names they pop up sometimes and like they just throw anybody in there to play a couple of uh, games but he got the multi-eligibility you know i mean not on the site but just being able to play everywhere and uh so this is an interesting little team this is your squad right uh, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs>
1: sometimes <laughs> as a fan. Yes. But um, I've, I've honestly separated my fandom from fantasy a lot. So uh, okay. other than, other than being a homer for like Jesus Aguilar's guy, I have on a ton of teams and he finally turned it on over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Anderson, I have sprinkled in on some DCs because I knew he'd play. Yep. Other than that though, it's like I was actually fading jazz and I was wrong too. Luckily I did get a FOMO share and uh, James Anderson, we had a really spirited conversation and Aaron James being a very smart player and, you know, an analyst in his own right, he talked me into it. He's like, um, and that goes back to me being overly focused on thinking that prospects, you know, I, I gotta be a little more open-minded to prospects performing and improving than thinking like, well, I need to see it first because waiting to see it made me miss on Vlad last year. So maybe mm-hmm. I had, so maybe I need to start being a little bit more open minded. But the volatility in Jazz's game scared me initially, but then I ended up getting a FOMO share. So I do have at least one, so I can't be shut out on him. But I, I was wrongfully out on him. Like obviously, it's still too early. I could be right at the end of the day. But to this point, he's been amazing. But um, other yeah, than that, I mean, he, I actually got him only on one team, and it was an auction team. I love the profile. I'm a big,
0: um, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of the skill set. Um, just wasn't able to like he was. I, I was always beat to drafting him during the whole draft season. And then I was in an auction and actually like my, my speed power uh, targets um, went for a little higher than um, I was anticipating. So um, the speed was going pretty quick. So I recognized that throughout jazz because he was like one of the last guys that was going to make like a big time difference in steals. And I kind of wanted to like, get it and pay whatever i had to and then everyone else who didn't get still death like would realize oh shit now they have to stop yeah. overpaying for other guys i don't know that was my my thought in my oh, head God. as i was drafting <laughs> yeah yeah you know he's he's doing solid he's doing solid. i think the whole the whole team in the last two weeks i mean jorge has four
1: homers like you mentioned at has got three do uh, you like look at two weeks over uh because i've been looking a lot i know two weeks is a better sample but i've been really honing in on the seven day samples for like half week streams i don't know why it's been something i've been incorporating more lately i don't really i think i think i'm trying to catch more lightning in a bottle for these like when i'm really like when i'm stuck needing help because um a a 14 day outlook can be skewed by a heavy seven days one way or the other true yeah absolutely absolutely but i i guess the way i look at it is
0: i still Trust the overall projection of the season. So, gotcha. I think that the more, you know, outcomes I have, I kind of like, and I just like it as a good reference point. I'm, no, I don't, that's yeah. why I was
1: asking what you prefer because I know yeah. I do like fourteen days, but then I've realized like just by looking at seven days, how much it could fluctuate based on which seven days it's you know showing. So right. I've been I've been focusing more on seven day stuff, which again I know you do read my occasional write up. On the lineup stuff. So you'll see, I do a lot of seven day stuff because I am trying to catch. Oh, look, Miguel Rojas has four runs, three RBIs, and a home run over his last five games heading into the weekend. If I need a, I know I have some Rojas in DCs batting 278 in the process. Maybe he can carry that over into the weekend. That's all that's about. Like, right. keeping it, I keep it that simple sometimes right. because. Yep. I'm desperate for production. Oh, he's playing and he's giving and he's doing, showing signs of life. Sign me up.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I get that, that, that like, that lore of of that you know, quick, four or five game, seven game good run. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even know how much I factor it into my decisions. I just use it as an. Again, just like yeah. another tool. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. What yeah, I'm saying. It's one of those things like yeah.
1: may- maybe I shouldn't be so in on the seven-day stuff, but I've also noticed, again, that it's helped me stream successfully so far just because sometimes all it is is you catch a hot streak at the right time. It might be that right. simple. And sometimes right. over it can be a what paralysis from overanalysis type of deal. Like sometimes you hurt yourself by overanalyzing, and this could be one of those things where I'm getting lucky right now. I'm trying it out though, and so far I'm not complaining with the results. Now, if only I like, could stream pitching half as good, <laughs> I would have some really good teams. <laughs> well, but now I you know not, what to do
0: next year. Like I guess that, but
1: now I have anxiety for a year until I get the draft again.
0: Great. Well, just, just <laughs> pick up the best darn pitchers in your league and hold them, and then just, yes. just, just that's it, and then you'll have some good pitching for the rest of the year. Because, um, I like. Like the smartest man in the room, uh, not this room, but in in any room, (laughs) Phil Durso just said on my podcast on Tuesday was that, you know, once you get later into the season, the SP60 it's not going to be the same SP 60 as now it's going to be much worse. So you, because of injuries and because of the guys that are going to come up. And so you want right now to not only get those pictures, but like really throw them, you know, accumulate the innings and then tweak afterwards. If you have to try to lower your ratios or add saves, you know, now's the time yet you really want to bulk, bulk up, bulk up, even though it's cutting season for all the hammerheads in the Jersey shore. (laughs) It's uh. Uh, bulk uh. up uh, all right let's move to cincy at toronto toronto's gonna be facing three righties luis castillo hunter green and overton um so toronto in its last 14 versus righties 76 wrc plus which is 27th in the league 25 to seven and a half K to walk 209 average 116 iso which is 25th in the league overall in the last two weeks lotus guriel is a little banged up um, there's a lot of consistency in the lineup. This is with three righties. This is a Ramel happier weekend, especially with Cincinnati Reds giving up the six most stolen bases in major league. So if you got Tapia fire him up for some steals, baby.
1: That was the only name that came to mind. I'm like, I'm looking at there. I'm like, who's like, who's a streamer? Who's a streamable piece. And he's probably the only one that's going to play. Um, Yep. Enough this Enough. Week, especially if, especially if Guriel is gonna be, uh, maybe Guriel takes a day off or two, you know?
0: Right, right. And if that's the case, I, I probably see them, uh, you know, sneaking in another DH game for Kirk or Zach Collins pops in the DH and start Bradley's images humming around, but he hasn't started a game since May 7, So, which is for the better. I think he's just, uh, he's there for the <laughs> ring possibility. Um, <laughs> But uh, switching over to the Reds, they're going to face two lefties in Ryu and Kikuchi sandwiched um, around Alec Manoa. And their last 14 versus lefties, 91 WRC plus, 19th in the league, 22 to 8 K to walk with a 260 average. Um, This is another shit show in the IL. Sandel, Fraley, (laughs) India, vado they're all um, on the IL. Usually, you know, they would probably rotate guys like Friedel and Naquin, but I think they're so needed that they might even play um, versus these lefties. Um, I know Naquin has sat the last two games versus left-handed starters, but I kind of think that, I'm sorry, he has started the last two games. So I think they've kind of trusted more, a little bit more versus lefties, which I think is, is right. I mean, he's hitting well. um, And then, you know, so I don't know. I know a lot of uh, players had TJ Friedel, who was like a popular late round DC pick for speed with possible opening in the outfield. You think he's a, Kai, who might get in more than, not only is he has to face the handedness, but you know it's three like solid pitchers. You know,
1: um, I'm um, he's he slowed down. He has yeah. slowed down of late. That's the big thing. Like he was running hot for a few games. I was like, oh cool, maybe there's something there, and then you realize there's not. And he actually has not started against a single lefty this year. Yep. So that tells me that. Even even with all these injuries and issues going on, they still haven't made a point to get him in there against lefties. Yeah, so, so this is going goals.
0: to be freaking Albert Almora because he's been you know he's been playing well, center field and
1: I'm trying to think because uh, I know Votto's supposed to come back for the Friday. Which another thing is, is I'm not starting Votto anyway when he comes back if I can avoid it. But yeah. Now, now you're giving him two lefties and just tough matchups as a whole. So Votto even like uh, he's he should be back. He still sit for me. Maybe I need to see. Maybe maybe he'll pop off over the weekend, giving you some confidence because. That's a really tough matchup set of matchups here. So, yep. um, but I do think Naquin will play at least two of three. And I sat him for the two game stretch this early this week and it crushed us. I think he, I think he hit two home runs over the last two games. Like, he did. I know I sat him <laughs> and I think I started him in one out of seven leagues I had him and yeah. in, in
0: draft champions. And that's just going to happen. You're just playing a probability game. And, uh, oh, I don't I think agree.
1: that's a bad process, you know? No, it's just frustrating because. Now, now we're saying, hey, he's running hot. Yeah, get him in, <laughs> even no, no. Like these. <laughs> yeah, we're saying he, we're saying he's running hot, and now it's like, but now actually, it's either a, start him and risk it, or b, you know what, maybe I should sit him some more, and now yeah. regret it. Like it's gonna burn you either way. I feel like it's a lose lose for us now.
0: <laughs> it definitely, is. definitely. Is. Hopefully, a team get to get a little you know healthy because they need it. I need I need India back. You know, I miss him. Uh, baseball misses him, but uh, <laughs> um, but more
1: importantly, you miss him. I get it, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Votto comes back in the days of Colin Moran. Is just done, or does he get a shot at maybe getting some DH games? What do you think?
1: I mean, it's been pretty much like home run or bust, I feel like, right, with Moran? So I don't know if yeah. beyond beyond DH. Like help. I mean, Mustakas hasn't stopped. He's still hitting well, and the yep. plate discipline has been very strong, which is encouraging because if, if, if he was doing this, if Mustakas was doing this with like a 30% K rate, I'd be concerned, but he's actually not striking out as much, at least lately. Um, so I don't think Moran falls into much more than a back to what he was doing with the occasional start slash day yep. off help, but but mm-hmm. maybe maybe one game this weekend just if Musaka sits because Musaka is on like seven or eight straight game starts so yeah that's something you know i know
0: like that's something i like to look at too and try to get like you know he just played eight and the last time he had off was a thursday it looks like he's resting him on every thursday you know mm-hmm. by the time you keep doing that you're like oh my god just make a fucking decision knob you know that's what at that's least i about- tell myself sometimes like all right you know i was with like-
1: vr man vr <laughs> I, had, I had vr early yeah. on before i dropped them and uh yeah. He was, it was weird. The Cubs were doing, they started him four straight, sat him for two, started him for four. So there was a, there was a, it was almost like a routine. Him and, um, I think Wisdom started him for four, sat him for two, but would pinch hit them in between. So you yep. could still get the at bat. So it was really weird. So it's like, but then you realize obviously injuries pile up now. The VR is playing every day, day, blah, blah, blah. But it's one of those things that it's not, especially getting, Wisdom think, though, think, Mike.
0: You're totally right because I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This is the pattern. This is the pattern. And all of a sudden, I think he prayed like, 13 straight games and i'm like whoa i am like, where's this coming from <laughs> but then but then he sat like
1: two or three but then, he had yeah, a yeah. home runs off the bench so it's yeah. like I, I just sat him when he hit like a third of his production
0: <laughs> like yeah. what the hell does
1: <laughs> happen i know so, but it's aggravating because you do there are at least early in the year or at least when teams are healthy you could pick up on patterns and but um but sometimes that's getting i feel like that's getting too cute and we'll get to them eventually but the giants are a good team to talk about with this stuff
0: Oh, yeah, the Giants, for sure. Um, oh, no, that was a replay. Shit, okay. I'm like, shit, Travis oh. Torres is another one. But no. It's a replay. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. All right. get, anyway. me, get my hopes up. I'm, I, mean, uh, I know. Want to three, Sorry. Three, uh, three. Yeah. please. Whew. All right, let's move. Uh, see, White Sox traveling to the Yankees. Um, we get a little uh, – see, nothing crazy here. Keiko, Cope Cueto against Cortez Severino – tie on the Yankees I feel like what I like to call it is predictive unpredictability <laughs> um it's like you, I don't know you kind of get a grasp on who's going to get off when but then you really just don't know you know like again Aaron Hicks will play each 3 and then get two off or then he'll go on a two on one off type of situation and Oh boy, it's just a lot to hear. I just like at this point, I'm just like, if I think they're playing two out of three, I'm just starting them. It's like almost easier to
1: just put them in there. You know, I almost was going to ask. Um, and I guess this again, I'm really good at tangents. So here we go. Um, <laughs> in general, are we overemphasizing trying to get these play appearances like this week, seeing Naquim because we played probabilities hurt us when really whoever you played for him probably only played two of three himself and that's where i'm getting aggravated because in today's game starting lamont wade because he had three games on the roster in cores knowing he's gonna pinch hit probably even the one he doesn't start etc., etc. granted he dealt with an injury which was you know un- unfortunate but that's just one of those examples where you played probabilities because you played cores and you played you know he had one lefty but you know he could still pinch hit that might have given him the edge in your brain it's like are we overdoing it sometimes where we should just be playing our best players quality over quantity at times, again, it's always dependent. Cause you're not going to sit a guy like Jeremy Pena who has three for a an win. Like that's a right. terrible example. You're not, you're not making that you're not making that decision ever usually, but um, it's just the point is you don't start, you, you won't sit somebody you know is guaranteed those starts more than likely, but it gets to the point where it's like, Oh, this guy has four games. This guy has three, but how likely are they really going to get that fourth game if it's a double header?
0: Right.
1: So it's like, I know we play probabilities and you're never wrong for playing probabilities, but are we some, maybe do we need to start altering that a little bit? I guess it is player by player.
0: I think it is player by player because I still think the probability uh, you play the number game by, you know, giving yourself more opportunity, but I think it's definitely case by case because quality of player quality of the pitching, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like you're looking at the Yankees and you're saying, okay, like uh, I was, you know, obviously, a lot of the guys are really good. So it's tough to give that examples, but you're like, oh, they're playing Keiko and Cueto. You know, Popek might be a decent matchup for them, but they're at home, so like, I think pretty much you you might be saying their two out of three from Hicks might be better than a full three from you know, uh, I don't know, Ben Gamble, White. You know, like yeah, <laughs> Eli White again. Eli <laughs> pretty White, pretty Eli White again. Eli White.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's yeah. the, you know he's the hot name. People are plugging him in because they need steals. I get it, but. At the same time, it's like you got to realize, like, you might not get those steals. He could, yep. he could crush you. Like, so it's like, I feel like he is that guy that you kind of, he is a fringe guy, like it or not. Like, he's exciting. He's fun. You want to start him because you need steals, and that's why you pick him up. But yep. at the end of the day, he could end up like Brad Miller, where he's hot for a week. You missed it, or you plugged him in too late, and now he's back to the bench or not playing. For, like, he, he let off against a righty. I'm like, oh man, the Eli White experience is happening. And then he, quickly moved off leading off against righties like the next day the next righty they faced i'm like i guess that was the end of that maybe <laughs> <Full-time>, <laughs> in terms of at least being a full-time leadoff guy because i thought maybe they've been searching for one they, they just haven't landed on one you know brad miller's had relevance here and there but i'm talking about the rangers again now i'm gonna myself, <laughs> but <laughs> but you get the point though it's, it's just frustrating because it's like it's yeah just, it's just it's frustrating but it's so much fun anyways yeah. as yeah. you were
0: so- yeah no i did think that you're starting I just think you're starting the Yankees, like most of yeah. their guys, you know, if you want to play by play, you know, uh, you know, maybe Gallo is the most likeliest to sit versus Keuchel. Um, But, Ugh.
1: you know, uh, he- are you starting Gallo in general, though, if you can avoid it? Like I know the power is still there, but he's, if I can
0: avoid it, if I have him, I, feel like he's, I don't know. He's such
1: a drain, dude. He's striking out like forty percent of the time. Like
0: I know uh, the Yankees are so good at the team too. I, like I right now, last fourteen, you know, just one hundred and twenty-one wRC plus. They don't strike out; they walk. It's just a tough lineup to get through. And I just, I don't know, if I have him on a team, and I, I, don't, I would recommend playing him at home versus the worst part of the yeah. White Sox, you know, rotation. They miss cease. They missed get I recommend
1: not drafting them. <laughs> well yeah.
0: amen to that. Amen to that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, and the Yankees on that. The White Sox, um, again, yeah, we're facing Cortez, Severino, tie on last 14 games overall, 92 WRC plus 22nd in the league, 19.5 to 6K to walk, 241 average. Um, just like a, a little dance between Laurie Garcia and Josh Harrison right now. Like, this, this, I think that's the biggest, uh, the biggest takeaway from their lineups. And, you know, this is, uh, Adam Engel definitely going to start versus a lefty. So that's one game. Might play two. And I like to see A.J. Pollock not 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 doing two games on and one day off like it mostly was with the Dodgers. Or maybe I'm just making that up, but it seems like it was. But getting a lot of good pockets of like five or six games straight and then one game off. I think it's that. A little easier to work with as fantasy players um, than his his
1: usage with the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, Moncada I think left
0: hurt today. Or... Oh yes, yes. So... Actually, yes, he's having image on his leg. I think
1: so. He's probably out, which means fire up Lori Garcia again. <laughs> like that's the gift that keeps on giving there. Yeah, um, and yep. Lori, knowing knowing uh, Tommy La Russa, he's going to be batting second or something in the process. So, uh, but yeah, I guess Garcia is safe which could lead to more i i guess josh harrison <laughs> yeah i guess harrison's probably the big yeah those two both benefit because i'm guessing harrison to third and garcia stays at second um it doesn't matter i guess between the two of them but then i don't know i feel like he's been i feel like they've been forcing angle in there a lot too lately too yeah but i think
0: yeah. he's just such a solid like power speed guy i've always loved his uh i love i've always loved angles um you know skill set you know? you know the last two weeks got a homer and three steals you know just, it just bad. doesn't play enough usually but yeah if exactly he's playing, exactly exactly
1: like, like he like he sat tonight like he sat tonight but he started the last two before tonight so mm-hmm. it's um but i wonder like vaughn you think he's gonna play every day but he might sit one sheets probably sits tomorrow against the lefty um so i mean i guess yeah it's the usual stuff it's yeah, I'm always tantalized I, by
0: Angle. I can't get off of Angle. I'm just, I'm just looking at his his steamer bat rest of season It is 200, about 200 plate appearances and six and six, six and seven, eight and seven. And like, oh, and you're forward. like, wow, that's right? Like give him, give him 500 at
1: bat and you're getting 15, 15. Like this guy's a stud. He went seven and seven last year with 140 plate appearances. I know. I don't think I people know. realize Engel did that. And he hit 252 in the process with yeah. a subpar 279 Babbitt, which is not something he would do with a full-time gig because he has the plus speed. However, obviously, um, he isn't relevant because he's not playing every day. It's, it's, it's not that he's not relevant. He's just, yeah. It's hard to find a spot for him, I should say.
0: Last 570 play appearances from 2019 to this year. 17 homers, 70 runs, 60, 60 ribbies, 16 steals, 4 court stealing, 250 average, 26 to 6K to walk. This guy's a stud. So he,
1: he's like a fifth round pick. Love this guy.
0: 20 <laughs> barrels, 17 homers. See, that's pretty lucky, though. That's like a very... High home e- run to yeah, yeah, no, 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 I think, no.
1: we're, we're gonna call him refi- uh, efficient. Rob, we're, just yeah. gonna, we're gonna talk him up. He's efficient, the <laughs> he's a stud. He's a stud.
0: Oh, but I've oh. always been drawn to angle, and I think it just comes down to really you know, it's just those any kind of moment sticks in your life. I remember streaming him um it may have been my home keeper league and it just got like a monster week you know and it's just like <laughs> it's it's that yeah and he's just i i'm in debt to him now for the rest of my fantasy life you know he's your, he's your unsung hero i get he it. pretty <laughs> much is yeah yeah he's um who sang that song i can be
1: your hero but, uh, this is, i'm not gonna sing anymore um, come on, come on. just <laughs> the show's already off the rails. I kept us talking for like a half an hour before we even got into the content. Come on, all right,
0: let's move. The uh, Detroit at Cleveland, let's see, the Tigers will be facing three righties, Savale, Bieber, McKenzie. Um, last 14 versus righty, 62 WRC, plus last in the league, 23 to 6k to walk, <laughs> 198 <laughs> average, 0.097 ISO, 29th in the league. Oh boy, uh, Raisin Meadows on the IL. Um, Victor Reyes, who was ready to just bust out before he came back and got hurt again. But those in in AAA. This is again the good team to steal again. Um, good team. The Indians are a good team to steal against. They're giving up the third most stone bases the in Indians? the league. Yes. The Indians are giving not, up the third. Not the Guardians. Most- Oh shit <laughs> The Guardians I That's it I'm getting canceled Tomorrow Shit yep.
1: Yeah yeah Fuck. He screwed up man eh, He screwed oh, up
0: Not editing it <laughs> Daz Cameron Plays versus lefty So this is not a good week If you were like Oh Daz got yeah. called up I'm getting him in my DCs No I thought it was going to be Derek Hill season For a little bit too And Ray is Yeah, yeah And then that just Didn't seem to happen I'm like Alright they're going to You know He's going to get back into it No He's just playing versus righties And uh I don't know. I want it's more. It's Willie Derek Castro Hill. season. Willie Castro. It is. It is Willie Castro season. He's batting
1: second in the last couple of games against Reddies, at least. Um.
0: Yep. Yep. He's kind of, he,
1: I see, love I the think move. He's, he's actually hitting 341 with a home run and five runs over the last fourteen days. Boom. So it's it's been kind of empty, but the bat at least it's batting average, and so we're at least getting a plus somewhere, plus playing time. I like it. If if you're desperate, Willie Castro. <laughs> I I I like. I really was a you know. Big Willie
0: Castro fan last year. I'm I'm pulling for him. I I've always liked his skill set. I think maybe in a short season he might have like really like he had one of the biggest max EV bumps. And and I just thought he was gonna continue that power. And he just he just needed to change that elevation just a little bit. But um he's just a guy too, who plays three spots and he's just really useful to have in a draft and hole for sure. Um let's move to Cleveland. Last 14 um overall 106 wrc plus 13th in the league 15.6 to 9k to walk not striking out that much 242 average um they're going against school ball and bo brisky which solid name but um jay ram getting some imaging done he fell he fell the ball off his foot nail is on the COVID il Again, reciprocating the stolen bases. The Tigers give up. Are the Tigers okay. The Tigers gave up fifth most stolen bases so far. Um I don't know, not too much going on with this team, except for a little maybe Palacios Mercado type of uh rotation. But I kind of like when they settle into getting Rosario in all the time, getting Jimenez all the time. You know, I I I liked it. I like it better than when they just threw in a whole bunch of Bradley and a whole bunch of Yu tang Like I like, I like it. I like it. You
1: like like consistency. Yes, we all do. The problem is, is well, Cleveland has actually been consistent when healthy. Right. And Mercado fell into like a part-time slash platoon role. And, but now he's playing more. Palacios will probably play with, um, or, um, what's his face that came in for, um, J Ram tonight. Oh man, it's, oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. I have to look it up. But um, he yeah, I, 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 I was gonna say he could be real. He could be real. Uh, Clement, Ernie Clement. Oh, Ernie Clement. Yeah, he came. I think he came in tonight for Jose. So, um, he might be a name to consider if you're desperate. But um, I think Naylor is supposed to come back tomorrow. So keep watch for that. Okay. Yeah, watch I did. That. I yep. did read. I did read that he's hoping to re- re- rejoin the team tomorrow. Okay. But otherwise, yeah. yeah, it's a matter of just see who's in the starting lineup. And uh, if you're desperate, uh, Mercado might be the most relevant of these names, though, obviously, outside yeah. of the color.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, like you said, he started off the season playing, like, I think, 10 of the first 11 games, 10 of the first 10 games, uh, and 12 the, games. And, and then
1: the team got healthy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's just a lot of things change. but
1: He's hitting yeah. 308 with a stolen base and a home run over the last three games.
0: Boom. Go get Mercado. In Striking aisle. out
1: 38.5% of the time. Ignore yeah. that.
0: Big time strikeout. <laughs> Big time strikeout. Dude, he's uh, elevating everything. He's pulling yeah. every fly
1: ball. He led the league to start of the year at one point. It That's weird move now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, right. I know. That's I, I know. And, like, it's one of the things, like, when you're doing some early fabbing and you're just like, oh, okay, is this the new him? And can he keep this up? And, you know, I think everyone knows, like, a pull fly ball goes out a lot easier. Um, and it's just, you know pull hitters are the best anyway, but um. <laughs> no, no, uh, no bias there at all. <laughs> no bias there. No bias there. Oh man. All right, let's move to San Diego at the giants. The giants will be throwing two lefties versus the Padres. They have Junis, which is the righty and then Rodon. And then Alex Wood Padres last 14 versus lefties 107 WRC plus seven in the league, 22 to 12 K to walk to average um Grisham has started five of the last 10 versus lefties um Kim is now playing every day which is great Cromwell looks a little you know platoon proof because I guess of the depth of the team and um just you know his all-around ability to play everywhere um so what's your thoughts on Trent Grisham were you kind of uh did you have any Grisham coming into the season I know I I think I mentioned
1: I think I heard you say you dropped them right I did have them, and it was unfortunate, and I did drop them. (laughs) Well, (laughs) uh, well.
0: because
1: I was at one point. You want to? Here's here's. People always say, "Well, analysts on Twitter don't take L's." I'm all about it, man. I said sell high on Quan. I'm like, you can sell high on Quan and buy low on Trent (laughs) Grishel. (laughs) <laughs> lucky for me well this and this was i mean to be fair this was back when Quan was relevant for like the first two weeks of the season i'm yeah. like okay slow start grisham will bounce back boy man what happened 2020 was a flash in the pan it feels like because last year we saw grisham go through hot and cold stretches and be you know, decent, but never hit that ceiling we expected from Grisham. And then this year, it's just been horrendous. Yeah. And I I don't know what to do. Um, I obviously, like I said, I dropped him in OCs. He's getting, I mean, it's tough to drop him in 15s because he's playing every day. But it's getting to that point where he's at least considered, like if you're getting tight on your bench spots and you want to side between him and a stash that you might think is coming up or coming back from injury, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. It's getting real close, I think, to be cutting him. But I think you're still having like, – you're pretty much stuck holding him. He's playing every day. If you drop him, somebody else is going to grab him.
0: Right. I, I know. but I mean, it's He's just... a bench,
1: though, man. I think he's still a bench unless you can have a choice.
0: Yeah. Everything is like a lot of the – a lot of the power indicators are going the wrong way Max v is like going down two miles an hour the last two years the exit velocity of fly balls is and i don't know he's just like you mentioned like that one year it just seems to be the exception now for him and uh you know that's that's tough it's tough to roster a guy like that who's just draining you know your team down and and, and he was
1: He's I think him morning. and
0: him and Badoo were in the same ADP I remember like 145 ish 150 yeah. ish and it was like either or for a lot of people and I think that really stresses like you were counting on them for 15, 18 steals maybe you know max but I think that's a lesson in falling into that I'll get steals later trap you know which is you know you gotta get them early when you could know that the guys in the top rounds might you know have more security more um, you know playing
1: time yeah you think that right and then you draft Buxton and Robert on the same hmm. team and now I have no stolen bases on one OC I'm over here fighting for like stolen bases because I have those two guys I have those two that's a fun
0: team. team though I don't give a shit oh, what I they're doing it. I think we
1: <laughs> Well, Good. that, that team was not first entering the day and it, it slipped, but um, um, well, I, loved, I, was, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak. I think I have a really loaded outfield in this league. I could be wrong. Oh, I'm back in second. That's how crazy this is. Um, I have Byron Buxton, Luis Robert. Um, I thought, Oh, see, I, I was running. Oh, I have Frank Franco on this team. He fell in this league. So it's Catal Marte. I have a really fun team. I got Juan Lopez off the of waiver wire. Um, Yeah, it's It's a really, really, really fun team. Glaber Torres on this team. It's been a really, it's a team I, when I drafted, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it. And then it's been like, it's been really fun, except for Brandon Woodruff. That has not been fun. Thank you, right. Brandon Woodruff.
0: Yeah, I think it will be fine. I think
1: Yeah, but it hasn't been fine. It hasn't been fun until now, up to this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: second, he he's a, there. He would be the difference in why I'd been first. To be honest, I'm yeah. last in ERA in this league. He'll get Thanks. you there. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm I'm being patient. I'm not dropping him. I'm still starting him. It's just one of those things where it's been a really fun team. I was not expecting it to be as fun as it's been. But when 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 you draft uh Buxton and Robert and you have um wander pretty much leading your way in steals that was not part of the plan right yeah that's true wander's been definitely a little more aggressive than i thought and successful which yeah is, which and- is the main thing i was fading i didn't he went his whole career minors and everything super unsuccessful. And you know how that is. If you're not going to steal successfully in the minors where it's easier to steal, what are the odds that you get better at, at stealing in the majors? It's just not usually in your favor. I know yeah. he's in, like, I know he's potentially like an all time type of like prospect, but I didn't expect it to be like, Oh, suddenly you're perfect. Like, I don't think he's been caught yet this year. <laughs> suddenly he's like, 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 what is he, like Five or five? Like what the hell? Yep. I just don't understand where that came from.
0: Speaking of, speaking of all-time prospects, Jerston Profar pretty much playing 40 <laughs> straight games, batting cleanup, but get him in your yeah. lineup this week. Two tough lefties, but I think you're playing him with that first base outfield pretty much yeah. in most spots that you got him, uh, unless you just have great depth or, uh, around your team. But um, let's move over to the Giants because they're really fun. Um, they're facing Manea, uh, Manea, Manea, Musgrove, Clevenger. Uh, so two righties, one lefty. Last 14. Giants 128 WRC plus fifth in the league 18 to 12 K to walk 266 average 268 average which is first in the league um Lestella back Longo's back Wade's a little bang up um, Wilma Flores losing playing time which really hurts my soul he's so I just love him he just has a good skill set but he's still you know very very valuable in deeper leagues where you can use him in multiple spots um so he got the one lefty so Jock will probably sit one And uh, Slater will probably only start one because he only starts uh, versus righties. So uh, what do you what do you got here? Sorry, versus lefties. What do you got here with the Giants? Um, This is going to be a big mess going forward. It was kind of nice when all these guys were out, right? Like Estrada (laughs) every day. Like he was one of my best pickups of the year. Um, But then you know, like Lestella's DH to his two games. So I'm wondering how long that lasts, where he can't
1: play the field. You know. What do you think about that, Estella? Of course, he DH to hit a home run <laughs> leading yeah. off the yeah. uh, yep. Sec- yep. His, yep. his second game. But it was weird because the first game he DH got one at bat before he got pulled. So yeah, it, it shows you that he's he's not part of the the sh- like the guys that are going to stick. Um, Estella looks like he'll be platooned when when possible. They get rough. Rough doesn't even start, but or, he started the last two, of course. But he hasn't been starting. But he he has he been getting into every game, getting two at bats a game because he's just been pinch hitting. So the Giants are risking it because with benches now back down, they pinch hit and play matchups so much within the game that they're leaving themselves possibly stuck having like pitchers pinch hit if they go into extras and stuff, you know what I mean? Or if there's an injury and oh, all their hitters are used off the bench. It's weird that they're really willing to do that, but um game back on track Yaz is probably one of the few Yaz and Belt, probably the only two guys that aren't Platooning even in game, uh usually like you mentioned, Jock, he'll start, but then Slater will come in usually for jock or Listella will get DH'd for Flores or Longo or whoever's off that day. Just the way it works. Um, it's been mostly Yaz and Belt, the only two I feel like they get into games that start games, start to finish for this team right now. And Crawford. Crawford doesn't Crawford doesn't really leave. Those are yeah. the main names. Like, if you look at it, uh, Wade, he he uh, when he was, before he got, you know, a little dinged up, he would lead off for, like, two at-bats and then get pulled for Slater or LaStella or anybody. They would just, you know, they they move everybody around. Um, same thing. So, it's, like, it's just frustrating. But, yeah, those three, I'd say, what, Crawford, Yaz, and Belt, probably the only three that are secured.
0: Yeah. I wonder, like, you know, how, you know, obviously every team has to deal with it, but when the rosters go down, one more, you know, interested to see how much more. They try to manipulate that, but it's, it's a, it's a hard team. I feel like they're a hard team to roster until the, like the setting is perfect. You know, when you have that three game set where you know, who's going to play, well, you think, you know, who's going to play, it could work, (laughs) but that's the, you know, it's hard having too many of them, like on a draft champions team. You know, I know a lot of people like to stack teams and if this is one team you don't stack unless you just look at that WRC plus of the team and say you know what maybe I will just stack the Giants I'll start them all and I'll have a good offense
1: <laughs> well and like I, I bet you it's one of those things that if Jock was running hot they're not going to pinch hit him they'll they'll find somebody else I think a lot of this is player specific in terms of performance, I should say performance specific. That's why because Yaz has been Yaz of old so far this year. And maybe yeah. people don't even realize it, but there's a reason why he's not being pinched in for he's hitting well. And Jock is not, but when Jock was hitting well and they were still having Slater factor in as a pinch hitter, it wasn't Jock getting pulled out of the games. So um, I think there's less room for error for these guys. So the best hitters and especially in the outfield, the best, cause they they're so loaded with lefties. That Luis Gonzalez, who was crushing, got sent down. Like, they couldn't make room for him because they just they didn't even you know they left the outfielder. But um, it's one of those things where I think performance will dictate who is getting platooned. So this is one of those teams that not only do you watch and monitor what they do in games and who gets in and out, but how their players are playing overall will also help you realize, well, okay, this guy has two games, but is this really going to be one and a half games? Like, Jock, if you go this, this week, you might get eight plate appearances out of the three games. You might get 12. It depends on how he pinch hits. Does he come out early in a couple of them? Does he come in early for that one to give you the extra? It's, it's a, I think, closer to eight. I think you can expect about eight plate appearances, but that's, like, the fact that you can get less scares me. Like, he could be pulled after two at-bats at right. in one game and one in the other and not play against the lefty at all.
0: Yeah, that's a great point that you make when you think about that. Well, what if it's, you know, not even that and it's even less than – Kind of got to pull away with that. But yeah, Yaz has Yaz has been interesting this year. He cut his strikeout rate dramatically um, yeah. down to, I think, uh, 16% from 24. Um, also just being more patient at the plate. His, uh, his O swing is down. Um, the overall swing percentage is back down to when he was, you know, I think his best season. The zone contact from eighty four percent to ninety four percent, and his overall contact seventy seven to eighty four. So pretty interesting. Um, do you
1: look at CSW at all for batters? I don't. I, I feel yeah. like I don't. I don't like called strikes. They're, we we all make fun of the umpires because of it. No, and I get it. That makes why. sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just I don't really like do anything with it. But I just think it's it's a cool little possible snapshot over, of of you know
1: swinging through the ball and maybe being too passive you know so um i, I like to look at first pitch swing rate when it comes to, like if i get curious yeah. like oh has this guy been aggressive what changed And I like labor torres is a guy we were past the yankees but last i looked i i mean this again things change so fast but he was a guy that was being more aggressive his first pitch swing rate was up so right. although maybe he shows maybe it looks like oh he's not being that much more aggressive you go and look and he's being more aggressive just in a different way he's not swinging more overall but he's swinging more early in the count which yep. that's the type of stuff that like it's still it's, it's you learn to go look for this stuff when you realize when you realize, wait, there might be an answer and I haven't found it yet. You just keep digging and digging and digging. It's fun.
0: Great article <laughs> recently on fangrafts. I think I don't know if it was um Ben Clemens maybe, uh, but it was all about um you know uh first pitch uh fastballs by starters like going down, like uh, starting off with different pitches and pitch and batters swinging more at first pitches. Um, it was just, it was interesting. It was a lot of info in one article, but I always love reading stuff about that, about the game, because the stuff you think about, like when I played ball, like baseball, softball, I was first pitch all day. I thought it was always the best pitch I saw. And I honestly think my anxiety level rises with each like, you know, number in the count. So Zero, zero. I'm at my most calmest. I have deep breaths going and I'm like, all right, taking this pitch until you just swing, you know, because you want to, you make a predetermined thing to swing and it's just a horrible swing. You're like, yeah, that was a bad idea, but what Are you going to do all right? Let's move over to Seattle at Boston. Um, Seattle will be facing three righties Waka Flocka, Garrett Whitlock, <laughs> and Nate Eivaldi. Um, Seattle last 14 versus righties 116 WRC 11th in the league, 21 8 to K 21 to 8K to walk 255 average. Kalenic, I just have to say this he's in triple A. <laughs> um, you, I have my eyes, weird. you know, like, <laughs> nah, you know, I, I think he's he's he'll get his chance to do better. But I just like to tell people, unfortunately, this, this happens a lot, you know, like guys don't just always are good, you know, sometimes this is the outcome and it's it, anyway, it's not about him, but um, <laughs> this is about Mike Ford fucking pl- taking playing time for my Abraham Torah, which I, was I just don't like, say, I yeah. really don't like this. He's, he's playing versus righties and they're all facing righties this week and he's hitting good Mike Ford, but I still want to see Toro in there. You won't see Dylan Moore in the lineup. He only starts with lefty. And so, what do you think about it here? You think Steven Souza might even get a run of playing time? I don't yeah, know. He
1: has been. Souza started before. Well, I don't know if you, let me see tonight. Yeah, he he started tonight. Yep. So, so, if you add tonight and you look at he started. So, he only set once in the, like, the last seven games. Seven.
0: Yep. Started six of his sevens since he got called up from Triple A. He hasn't 13. been very
1: good over that span, but at least last I looked, he hadn't been good um i don't We're know, still chasing
0: don't know. the ghost of um 2017 20,
1: was it that yeah. fargo oh, i was yeah. gonna guess 19 okay wow 617
0: um, plate appearances 30 jacks 16 tw- steals yeah. 240 the raise, right? yeah for the Rays. god man, well, good times yeah good yeah. Time. <laughs> good times and then Rest he fell from grace he has rip. seven homers since then oh seven, numbers in seven years
1: what yeah. um <laughs> averaging one a year good for him uh, uh sousa's bat 40 percent strikeout rate batting 200 over the last five games yes yeah, sousa's not a guy i'm plugging in unless i'm like I-, I have to be like dead to rights in a league um crawford i guess he missed tonight's game that's worth mentioning maybe he misses another i think he fouled a ball off his leg or something um struck- crawford struck the rear of his ankle with his back swing on tuesday so, wait, was he back in tonight? No, he was off. He was. He, I'm so confused. Who was? Who are you talking about? So Crawford was out tonight. Dylan yes. Moore started for him. He, um, he, he swung and on his backswing, hit his yeah. ankle, which yeah. is
0: impressive when you have good back control, like he does.
1: Yeah. So uh, it sounds like it's nothing, but maybe just a day off this report. I was dreaming when the report came out. Yeah, today. Um. So, uh, just worth mentioning because if that's the case, we see then, more Dylan Moore starting. Maybe right. Dylan Moore gets a little run this weekend.
0: I hope not. But, I hope Toro, uh, <laughs> but I don't I think Toro, Toro plays
1: shortstop. I don't think Toro does shortstop much.
0: No, no, yeah, they'll probably put more there, but Crawford. Uh, yeah, he he likes to go out. He'll probably be
1: fine. It's
0: crazy the his placement in the batting order this year too. Just been well, he earned it for a while. Yeah, I know, I know, he's uh he it, it, it's good i've always been a a jp
1: crawford fan i've I've always liked. he does his, this every year man he yeah. showed us he just what he did was he flashed early normally he flashes in the middle of the summer for like a month or two and crawford this year started off so damn hot when no one else was hitting it made no sense mm-hmm. and um i i wrote out like a, i think i got, i think i was able to catch about a week of it <laughs> out of like the two or three weeks i was like I, I guess i just didn't buy into it long enough and since then it's like Okay, well, that was fun. <laughs> he hasn't done nothing really last week or so, you know, so I feel like he's coming back to earth, but he does this, man. I feel he like he plays does every year and yes, yes. You that's his,
0: yeah, that's his biggest value is in a draft champion, you get him as your middle infielder or backup shortstop. And, you know, when your shortstop gets hurt or you just have a guy who's going to play every single day Yeah, and, you know, give you a shot at a steal, even though he doesn't steal often, you just, you know, he has the ability to. So I've always loved his profile and I just think he's the perfect guy to throw in in, in a draft champion league.
1: Yeah, I said the same thing about Toro, and that hasn't aged very well. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, I a know. I Toro too, man. I know. I traded uh, for him in some Keeper League. This and- is before the Suarez uh, trade. Though. Yeah, me too. Like, I was in me on him before the Suarez trade. And yeah. then after that, I was like, oh, this is unfortunate.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. I, I, I made a trade in my dynasty league for him, and then they traded for Suarez like – Two days later, I was like, You gotta be kidding me, but
1: anyway, uh, big Mike Ford man, I'm excited. I, I love that. Like, he's just like another Luke void type of guy, just big, burly. Like, I love his Dan Vogelbox. box, the yeah, Meatball like, Parmesan. We call him, Mipo.
0: yeah, <laughs> I love
1: it. Yeah, you're right,
0: it is. He's a big Meatball Palm, yeah he's, just a, yeah. he's just a masher. I mean, he's, God, a big dude, he's you, know? he, you look at his numbers in the majors and you're like, Okay, yeah, you know, he's 342 plate appearances, 17 homers, so you know, he's got the power and he just has hasn't had enough player appearances to you know he to, hasn't done much this year yeah he hasn't done much this year he strikes out of ton. so which the uh,
1: somehow adorable, man but. he he has he's managed a 368 obp over his last six games while batting 77. there you go <laughs> that's impressive you could bat impressive. below 100 and walk and be on base that much adam done yeah yeah and today, <laughs> in today's game that, in, in today's game that's gonna keep him in the lineup right Absolutely.
0: All right. Let's right. Boston real quick. You no, know, uh, they're facing one lefty and Robbie Ray, so you'll get a Franchi and a JBJ will probably sit. So in your draft and hold, if you're, you know, look at two out of three games for those two. And what's up with Bobby D, Bobby Barrels, Bobby Dahlback? <laughs> Bobby uh, Bobby Garbage. Yeah, he has been Bobby garbage so far. It's a shame. Yeah. I, I I had a lot of hope for Bobby D. I mean, I didn't nope. go crazy and, and draft him in a whole bunch of leagues, but you know, every now and then when I was like, right, yeah, I think I I think I'll take my corner guy. I think I'll get some power. It looked like he was improving, but um, he's fell back on his gains from last year.
1: This feels like Michael Ch- Chavis two point oh. Ever, nah, ever- well, doesn't it tell me Chavis had that amazing finish to the year that one year? His rookie year was it 2019, probably juice ball. Um, I know it was recent, relatively recently. Came back next year, and this was kind of his profile. Like, everyone was expecting home runs, and he's gonna strike out a little bit, but he should be fine. He'll hit for power, and he just never materialized. And I didn't think Dahlbeck was that bad because Dahlbeck had the you know he had the barrel rate, and I knew he can make a little enough contact to be relevant. I thought you could anyway. Um, and this year didn't last I checked on Dahlbeck. he's actually hitting like he's not striking out as much, right? Unless that's has um, bad. It's no, not, not bad. that bad. Even if no, you look no, at his no, rolling 20, draft, it's not that bad. Yeah. 29.5% yeah. is is it's bad. That's not good. The but thing <laughs> is though,
0: he can be at that level if he's smacking the ball, but when he's, he's hitting not. it,
1: he's not hitting
0: it hard exactly. I, I think I think I think if you would have said in the beginning of the season, hey, well, you know, what have you. Bobby Dahl back at 29% K rate, I think he would have took it, but you didn't expect two forty. Yeah. Plus. Right. You didn't expect the hard hit rate to fall. You didn't expect getting the ball up in the air to fall. So it was those things. I think that, and it's you know, very
1: uncharacteristic, man, you're talking about a guy who's barreled the ball 20 22% of the time, small sample in 2020, 20.2% of the time in a larger sample in 2021. It's all back to be, barreling the ball at just 9.5%, that should correct, but even so at this point he's not playing enough to even for it, to, it would take a while for it to even matter. Um he's just not doing much. I'm um, looking he's, uh, he's struggling against breaking balls, he's been unlucky against fastballs, but it's such a small sample it's hard to take much away from that. Yeah. Um, he's been very unlucky against fastballs if these x stats are correct. Very unlucky. And it goes back to maybe lacking that barrel not being able to get it to go as far because of the ball being kind of dead to start the year. Um, but yeah, he was a guy that I was just not really in on. I actually made a bet with cross air uh, cross about him versus Aguilar. So I'm feeling pretty good about that, but Dahlbeck needs to hit a certain threshold of plate appearances. So I might not even make cash on that bet, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things where hey, he got the better of me in 2020. So I've been trying to get my payback ever since, but ultimately though Dahlbeck, you can't start him. You just can't. There's no yeah. Honestly, would you start him? I'm trying to think of some like would you do a two like if you thought Friedel, who might only play one game as well? We were talking about him earlier because two lefties, he's struggling, but at least you know there's a chance he plays against the lefty or maybe pinch hits. Do you take Bobby Badal back in a similar situation over him? Like which one would you start between those two? in a Utah, I'm, spot? Take,
0: I'm taking Bobby Barrels
1: you're just gonna bank on it and hope for the home run yeah history.
0: yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking for a dong at home versus flexing maybe <laughs> i don't know i, I just uh, i'm
1: just putting it out there because that's a, that's a legit situation someone could be in like well i got this guy friedel who's been somewhat decent he leads off when he plays yeah. and then you have bobby bullshit
0: danny jansen the beast behind the plate i think he was Gun down Fredo every time I, uh, <laughs> it'll, I'm, it'll, the, it'll, I'm it'll, trying it'll to justify a, Bobby that'll be but, the
1: day that it'll be the day Jansen's out of the lineup actually yeah. <laughs> it'll be Kirk by lineup throwing like, meatballs. yeah total meatballs yeah
0: I don't know Bobby D's just uh he's yeah, got a place in your heart man everything everything he that he was good at is just not producing for him that that Max EV that that, that exit velocity on fly balls, it's not, it's not. I, I'm looking at um, EV Analytics and his launch angle buckets is, um, so Derek Cardi has it broken out from minus four to 26% uh, degrees, um, 23 to 34, 38 plus, And it's just like the 30, the 38 plus went up. So he's actually hitting it even higher in the year. Standard deviation launch angle uh, is, is, is more, uh, looser so yeah uh was 25 last year 28 this year um so who
1: knows like it could just be a, you know Extreme one dream right 50 percent right. fly ball rate 12.5 percent infield fly ball rate according to fan graphs yep. and those are both i think yeah, those are both career highs at the major league level yep so he just, just needs the you just need a hot streak before Costas gets
0: called up. That's going to be he's the done. only way yeah. to save him because Costas is probably on the way up um, and he's going to have to hit his way into back in the playing time because, you know, bringing Franchi Cordero in the play first, it's just uh, that's that, that's that should tell
1: you they should. That should tell you their the problem is those, that should tell you how they feel about Bobby Dalba. They All bring right. in Franchi, you know, hey, listen, are you besmirching Franchi the stud? i was uh, in on last year i got burned all i right. know
0: and i think everybody was i think everybody was everybody loves a little frenchy all right let's move over st louis traveling to pittsburgh pittsburgh facing three varieties wainwright oviedo miles nicholas who is the cy young front runner in the national league um <laughs> <laughs> just like Les- we all thought <laughs> yeah i love him oh i got him on, i have him on a lot of teams i love nicholas he's 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 just like uh, a DC god and just like you're like, all right, I'm just gonna pick this guy and he's gonna throw 160 innings and that's exactly what I expected from him. I didn't think it was gonna be this good. I still don't think going forward it'll be this this good, but he's you'll get just, your get right. You'll get yeah. your get right game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your give what, yep. give
1: back. Give back games. What they're calling it. right Give
0: back games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the the jargon, Mike. I, I I'm already trying to rebel against keep them keep them honest bids because. It just doesn't make sense. Like, you're keeping nobody honest. I've been talking about this on every <laughs> podcast, but who are you keeping honest? It's
1: a blind fucking bid, right? Who I are you th- keeping honest? I think the idea is like, hey, I'll take this player. If I get him at the price, I like him. It's just they're calling it keep him honest. Well, it's, really, it has really- nothing to do. You're keeping no one honest. You're actually you actually just this-
0: You're actually lying to yourself. That's what you're doing.
1: Well, sometimes it's like, well, I don't really want George Kirby, but I then guess don't. I'll put I guess I'll no. put one ten on him because I think he's worth it.
0: In a in a real auction setting, when you're bidding up another team, because maybe you like it's all of a sudden you know price has plummeted and like JD Martinez is up on a table for six dollars, and you don't want him. Be like this motherfucker ain't having for six dollars. That's keeping him honest. You're driving that guy up to to keep his bidding honest because everyone else fell asleep or doesn't have money. But in a blind bid. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. I'm done I with love this. it. I love it. I love it. Rant rant rant. <laughs> yes, I call it a you am that that's gonna be a lying to yourself bid instead of a keep him honest bid. But anyway, Pittsburgh, three righties, last 14, 91 WRC plus first righties, 23rd in the league, 24 to 10, K to walk, two on nine average um yeah you know michael chavis uh, his role is so unsettled right i was uh, was kind of hoping he was going to emerge with some more consistent playing time it looked like he was going to get it i don't know and then he might be back into it change his profile a little bit striking out a lot less i don't know i just hate the way pittsburgh just like too many guys too many mediocre guys when they signed van meter i was like oh my god you gotta be kidding me i had like a little bit of diego castillo in 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 draft champions and i'm like you you know and chavis i'm like come on what do you need all these guys for but um you won't have to worry about van meter this weekend he only starts versus lefties but can you make any sense out of the chavis diego castillo uh yoshi you know is there anything here to latch on to in terms of playing time
1: uh, Chavis has started the last three games. I feel like he's hit or miss in terms of like streakiness. And if they allow, if they'll let him run, uh, if they'll run him out there uh, frequently, I know they isn't Gamble's banged up, right? Or at least I think he is. I have to double check that.
0: Oh, uh, no, he's he's playing. He actually sat 10, um, sat yesterday versus yeah. lefty. Yeah, his first he had a good he had two starts versus lefties. Um, is that what was? Said, they yeah. just
1: sat him. I thought I wasn't sure. I thought. I sure yeah, heard that he got maybe he's just been bad. He was banged <laughs> oh, up so last down. week, but that might That's... be still lingering. Yeah. Um, I know they've recently brought up and been starting Rodolfo Castro, who hasn't really been doing anything, but he's playing every day. Yeah, so that's one guy who's playing every day. Um, he started the last seven, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, seven. Yep. So you have that. Uh, Swinski had had, like this little hot run not too long ago. He's playing pretty often too. I like Swinski. I didn't know who he was. I had to, you know, I had to look him up back when he got called up. But he started what. Like 10 straight almost. I'm just I'm rounding up at this point. About 10 straight. And he did have a little bit of a hot streak last week. Um, this week he is not doing um well. nope, a home run, but yeah, Jack. It. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. But but he's playing, it. playing time. Was and anybody time. did anybody draft him in a draft champions league? Honestly, if like this is like a guy that nobody or maybe like three teams drafted randomly.
0: That's a good question. Oh, let's check that out. You because can realistically, I'll look it up.
1: Well, realistically, we're bringing him up, and it's like, how realistic th- is it that someone actually has him rostered? <laughs> Maybe AL only, but he is playing every day. But yeah, it's got to that point where you're just, I feel like we're just making up names, creative players, you know, on this team. Susugo has been a huge disappointment. Um, He's a guy that I was in on because that late se- late season changes in profile. And...
0: The Winsky, no
1: teams. Nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. I'm I mean, that's one of those weird ones. It's like, wow.
0: I right. picked him up last year in my dynasty league because, um, you know, um, not last year at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the season in the first year player draft, you know, um, I, uh, you know, uh, Dylan white from mm-hmm. prospect live. So he has that, that, you know, that robo scout, which he, it's a pretty cool tool to identify like, you know, um, some guys that they're, they're like major league equivalent, uh, skills. And, um, I like to use it for like these kind of under like unknown guys who are popping off in his model. And yeah. Yeah. So I picked him up last year uh, in the draft. And I think the last round, like I'm taking so I'm not, he's in my starting lineup this week and I'm, I'm pretty happy about it, but uh, I, <laughs> I, I'm rooting, rooting draft, for him. Though. Yeah. I'm
1: rooting, <laughs> for him. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I like a Sawinski, so So. Uh, and Susugo, with. I just, you know, I Susugo, literally have, yeah. I haven't bothered, I honestly just gave up hope. Cause I have him in like, DCs and stuff I was just like I'm I'm done he, I don't know what's going wrong with him Um, he's not barreling the ball as well it's probably part of it it's like the barrel rate's been worse the exit velocity hasn't been there for him compared to last year but then you look at his profile I, if I told you there's a guy that's you know striking out just 23.5% of the time walking 13% of the time with a 208 BABIP you expect that to improve these are all stuff you're seeing from Susugo and the ground balls aren't even that much of an issue 42.5% isn't great but it's not terrible like it's not as bad as it could be um it's close to what he's usually doing around 40 percent and then if you go further and look into play discipline for susugo uh better than average uh oh swing at 27.1 86.7 z contact swinging strike rate of just 7.6 percent. these are things you'd love to see in a hitter and susugo's not doing anything with like the, the quality it's been a quality of contact issue for him it seems and that's unfortunate because that I mean, I feel like, but I feel like that can also change if he can just get his timing better, maybe. I guess I mean that's easier said than done. But at least he's not bottoming out in, in under the hood. So there's a reason for optimism in terms of possibly regaining some of that form we saw him finish the season with. But I don't know. I, maybe it's just blind hope. At least at least I see things I like in his profile, but Susugo otherwise hasn't been performing. You can't start him based on, well, look, I like some of the stuff in his profile, but it's not producing it's frustrating you know?
0: and that's the thing if you look at his it, like rolling average graphs it's that that hot streak to end the year is it sticks out you know it, yeah it sticks well, out and i think i was that-
1: hoping that that was gonna be like okay because there was you know there was other reasons for change There there's other changes in the profile that made you believe okay this could stick. And his launch angle is also down from last year. So he's not even creating that same level of loft that he was that he finished the year with, which I thought part of that was, you know, launch angle change and uh, just approach change all together to end last year was part level, of why I bought in. Level
0: of loft that the new LOL. Oh, there
1: you go. Sorry, there you go. I don't
0: know why. It just it's just and then,
1: Oh, and the shift. So no shift, he's banging 250 against the shift, 219. So obviously the shift is hurting him, which yep. doesn't surprise me. That's how it always is for lefties. But um yeah. it's just worth mentioning that you know he is a and oh WRC plus has been bad no matter what. <laughs> like, he has a negative 100 WRC plus against a non-traditional shift. I think he's had one play against it. Oh no, just funny just brought I just saw it. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's sucking no matter what, no matter what, but he's sucking less against a traditional, like no shift deal. Yep, yeah. Just worth yep. just probably bring it up. Yoshi, I know. i uh got maybe I
0: think one of him on a DC, just like the dual eligibility, but It's just maddening to try to time again. uh, Some of the playing time is just really maddening with the team. So just uh, at this point, he's not doing anything. He's on the bench and uh, he's hanging out. So,
1: yeah, three belongs, unfortunately.
0: Absolutely. Um, Let's let's move over to the Rays at Baltimore. Um, Baltimore's throwing three righties, Tyler Wells, Kyle Bradish, Bradish, um, and Watkins. Um, Tampa Bay's throwing two lefties, Jalen Beeks, um, Jeffrey Springs, along with Corey Kluber, uh, Tampa Bay versus uh, righties last 14, 94 WRC plus 20 second in the league, 25 to six K to walk two twenty average. average. Um, this is your typical he-man choice start weekend, right? You get three <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> righties and you're like, boom, this is why I drafted him. I, I, I think he's, I, I think he's going for a dong this week. He's going to, I think he might be, the biggest lock for for a deep weekend dong uh that sounds very terrible but uh that sounds
1: that's like a that sounds like a friday night if you know what i'm saying oh my <laughs>
0: god sorry everyone this is just uh this is getting off the rails quick but we like to have fun here this is what it's all about um let's see care my arm also uh always sits versus like so probably got a two-game weekend Maybe I don't know, but uh, Yandi, the leadoff hitter. I just like have to point that out. I like to have a lot of Yandi in DCs, and it's good to see it's good to see him get up to the top of the lineup. Um, and I guess the question here is like, you know, with Brandon Lau out, Margot out, you're going to see a lot more Brujan. The question is, can he hit to even attempt some steals? He hasn't done it so far. And um, Taylor Walls will be a, b- a big benefit from it. And I am I got my eye on how they're going to use Isaac Paredes because I've always liked his hit tool. And, you know, I'm always attracted to the move that they make when they acquire a player like him, who's kind of like a, a little bit of a post-hype. Maybe not a super post-type prospect, but a a good quality bat that went on the move to a good team. Um, So what do we got here? And sorry, I forgot to mention Harold Ramirez, who's just, I mean, this guys you know, he's batting 330 and he's just a stud. But it doesn't play often. What do you got on the
1: on the race? Anything? Um, You kind of nailed it all no need to really repeat it ramirez though worth mentioning that he has started one two three, four, five of his last of the last six games yep. so i think he has benefited from the injuries between you know uh, one less outfielder out there and then obviously he could play first base um yeah and and, and you so. know what
0: since like this the third game of the year, he's he batted seventh, but every game he started after that, he hasn't batted lower than fifth, you know? Yeah. It's just so crazy yeah. how they and do it. Like this guy will play 50% of the time, but when he does play, he'll bat third, fourth, or fifth. It's and he real. is
1: he is hitting over the last week, over those last six games. He's batting three fifty-three, but it's been pretty empty. Three runs, that's it. But he's playing, and he's not a zero, and he's actually a benefit in a category. So Harold Ramirez is serviceable. Let me see how he's been doing against righties. Uh, let me take out take out lefties, and he has started three of the last four against righties. So he is at least. So he's getting some run against the last four righties. He's started against three of them. So there is a chance he plays majority of the weekend. Um, again, that's because of the injuries building up. Yep. But we'll see. I mean. He's a guy that I'm. I'm plugging in in spots where I'm desperate. I mean, there are there's plenty of them right now, <laughs> and batting average is something I can use help in pretty much anywhere. So I know I have a few shares. He's been kind of plugged in as a util lately. That's pretty much the only thing I'll add. Again, you mentioned everything else. Um, I, I do like Paredes. Uh, Paredes. I. I. I uh, this is one of those things where I hear other people say it. It sounds easy, and then I go to say it, and it just comes out like mush yeah. mouth. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. Paredes. Yeah. <laughs> Paredes. Paredes is a. Uh, still sounds wrong yeah. oh, he, he is a got i'm very int- intrigued because he was a guy that was like got some prospect hype over detroit before the, you know a couple like a year ago or two years ago yeah so, um yep. he's in, and like you said it's one of those teams where when they do something your ears perk up like why they do that so right. he's a guy that i have my eye on um one of those fallback options like in Fab, nothing that I might blow my I'm not blowing a wad on him because it still feels like it's gonna be short term possibly
0: one guy I say keep your eye on who is normally sure. only playing versus righties sparingly is Brett Phillips, but he started five straight. Yeah.
1: Um, you he's know, hitting right now. Yeah,
0: well. you're going to get homers and you're going to get stolen bases. Um, it's funny because we mentioned him before, but Akil Badu and I was like, <laughs> just like, um, you know, I can have fun with filtering. And uh, I, I was just like trying to grasp why everyone really was in, in love with Badu. And, when I just, you know, I, I, I set some filters, I set some threshold and like Brett Phillips came up and then I looked at them I'm like, these guys <laughs> are pretty identical on a per like plate appearance level. I'm like Brett Phillips was almost even a little better. And I'm like, Fuck. I'm like, I could just get this guy later in the draft. I mean, last year he did 13, 14 in 292 plate appearances. Again, you're going to get 200 average, but he's going to take off. He's pretty successful when
1: he runs and he's got pop, you know? So um and he, I, and because you mentioned that batting average he's probably gonna be streaking And right now going back to my little seven game samples I like so much over the last seven or sorry seven days he's played six games two home runs a stolen base batting 357 entering boom. weekend, I like it I mean I think this is a, yeah, a guy is like you. yep this is
0: why I do these like little dive because uh i, I feel like if he, you know i have him on one team and i'm like i'm gonna play him because he's gonna get that run and getting a combo meal on the weekend is 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 pretty solid in a draft champion so undoable uh, yep and very doable if he's Absolutely. gonna
1: run i feel like he's gonna be streaky and right now you're catching him on this hot streak just hope yep. he carries it over for a few more days
0: boom all right let's see uh let's move over to baltimore they're gonna be facing two lefties you don't know how long beaks and springs are going to go, you know, I don't know what to do when you see these openers and how to, you know, like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe uh, Odor has, hasn't started, um, you see, it's two of the last 10 versus left-handed pitchers. And he's only started one of the last three. So it's like, you know, is he, if you do have him, who's like a multi-eligibility power guy, do you, you know, you expect, okay, Beak's, throws an inning, sees him once, and then Odor gets switched in the game. Um, I know we mentioned, like, Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Uh, I mean, and and SF doing a lot of this. Have you seen any other teams, like, trying to do the mid-game switch as aggressive as SF in Tampa Bay?
1: So the only team, when you asked me this, I was like, there's one team, and they're not doing it as much right now, but I think they will as soon as they can, is the Cubs. They were doing it the start of the year, right. and uh, they were very aggressive, and they had the pieces Right now, they don't. I mentioned they have, like, four righties and, and Hayward on the bench. But and you Bodie. Would... And Bodie's and coming back. Bodie's coming back. <laughs> yes. So um, you know the all these guys. So, <laughs> I say it
0: like a point break.
1: I get it. Yeah, Um I know. I, know. I appreciate I know. it, too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just, it's also almost midnight because I haven't shut up tonight. <clears throat> um But it's all in good fun. I love this stuff, man. Um, yep. Yep. And this is what happens when we don't talk for like ever. We get just kept, we just talk baseball and shoot the shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fun time anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. I, where was I? What were we talking about?
0: <laughs> team switching, um, oh, team Cubs. switching that line. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Hermesio, yeah. uh, Hermosillo or uh, whatever his last name is. Uh, Love saying Hermosillo. Well, because he was a guy that was playing more than he should have been.
0: That uh, comes uh, off your tongue really good though.
1: Hermosillo. Hermosillo. yeah, and i don't making title, so. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, Hermosillo uh, makes me feel smarter, too, if I, if I can say it right. Uh, Clint Frazier, other names like that. You just have these guys that they had all these players like, well, this guy can hit against lefty. This guy's going to start today, come out – and that's the only other team that really came to mind, like instantly like, right. okay, they have the pieces and probably will get back to doing it when they can. Because right. it feels like they were trying to get cute with it. You know, and you know, they, they started with the whole moving half up versus righties down versus lefties. And then they would even send on the occasional lefty. And, and I feel like they want to get back to maybe not with him specifically, but it shows like they have this willingness to kind of, and we talked about it. VR played four, sat two, played four, sat two. They were doing these weird things. It just made no sense to me. So I think the second they have a chance to, the Cubs are going to get back to it. Other than that, though, not many teams have been noticeably doing it that much, at least from what I've gathered. And um, I know that like, at, one, at one point, the Diamondbacks were kind of doing it a little bit, mm-hmm. but now yep. they've they've lost players like Beer and and you mentioned um, Hummel is also apparently missed that again. I missed Ahmed that is out but, Wait, again. Yeah. So it's like they, they, they were kind of playing like Perdomo would be in or out and then they'd have other guys in and out. It was just like hard to keep up with, but They've kind of eased off of that, so it's like I think as teams have kind of brought rosters down a little bit, it's kind of just, settled for the most part. But um, yep. I don't know about the whole the whole in. I, I still can't get behind that man. Even the Rays have gotten less. I feel like even they do it less than they have been in the past. Right, just I think I've seen that too. Yeah, just the Giants are being stupid about it, pissing me off. Yeah, the
0: Giants <laughs> are very very aggressive with it. Can you but... tell me
1: what's up with the Mets? Why is Guillerme getting all this playing time compared to Davis and Dominic?
0: because he's oh, Tom Smith because as a baseball player knowledge field presence he's he he dominates them well I know dominates I know
1: your is great on the field like that part was and that's why he's playing and that's why okay I wasn't he's, sure because again the fantasy brain I'm like yeah no that? I want the bats I want the bats I just watch him it's just
0: it's just like his IQ his willingness to just work a pitcher even if he's kind of like you know maybe behind an account he he does things for the team I think I think you know, like he's probably the one of those most unselfish guys on on the field, and that's um, awesome. Yeah, I love I love him. I just think he's he's one of those guys that's key to a team. You know, uh, I think it's important too to keep him. It's not like he's gonna Lindor isn't gonna come out a lot. They've shown that he that that they'll DH him a little bit and keeping Ormer kind of like in the swing, and so when he goes over the short to play. Holland Dory she's just like in the groove, you know but um I, yeah that's what I would think and I don't know Davis is um I don't know he's some days he looks like a real really smart hitter up at the plate and some days he just looks like he doesn't try as hard so I don't know if that's like a mood thing a personality thing but he just seems very yin and yannish. not not just with his numbers like that go up and down but just his Overall approach at the plate just kind of all over the place. And Dominic Smith, you know, I just think it's you know you're not gonna you're not gonna take Big P out of the lineup at all. You know, he might I don't know might be the first Met to by 162 games in a long time. Um, but and at that point, I think he's hurting you defensively in the outfield, and it's just trying to get him in on DH times. You know, because yeah. uh, you know like.
1: I think I when think I, saw I think you guys get rid of uh Cano. I expected Dom and Davis to play a lot more. Yeah, I, feel I like think a lot still, of people like, did. Yeah. And, and the fact that we're not getting that is I mean, we're getting more Davis. We're not getting more Dom. And I, I expected more Dom because and he I know he wants it bad. So I feel like I feel bad for the guy because he seems really likable. And I know he wants to play. He feels like and, you know, he played so well in spring, felt like he earned it. He came out and said as much. So it was one of those things where I was like, I've been pulling for him just as a fan. Like, I mean, I could care less. As a Mons fan, do, yeah. do you, man? But I think I think Buck probably puts a little
0: more emphasis, too, on the solid outfield defense, you know, and he yeah. just doesn't provide that at all. So it's tough because, uh, you know, he's he definitely a good professional. He's definitely emotional. He's vested into the team. I love it. Um, I just a fun think this- split, by the way. Sorry. I just really think role, this role for him is probably best, you know. And oh, Alonzo's on his way to MVP year. Lock it well,
1: up. Well, a, a funny, a fun thing about Alonzo is maybe he should DH more. I know he wants to play first base. But ha- have you looked at his splits as a DH compared to first baseman? It's amazing. I, I, I just want Eight of his ten homers, right? Um, I, on, I I think it was actually five to four. But the big thing is, is the OPS as for, starting as a first baseman is OPS is seven twenty seven. As a DH, it's one point zero seven six. Plus. A WRC plus of 201 as the the DH. 114 as the first baseman, not bad, but we're talking about a triple slash of 286 for, and this is Pete Alonso, 286, 362, 714. It's been, absurd what he's done as a dh and it's funny though because i think alonzo has said he prefers to play the field but the production says otherwise like he is way better served as a hitter just as the dh assuming it now we're talking very small sample but at least as of right now it's been absurd night it's been like a night and day difference how good he's been his slug as a first baseman is just 396 it's been a true he has not shown up for power when he plays the field it's the weirdest thing i don't know what it is
0: he's been making some He's been having some mishaps on the field. So I think that kind of carries into his, his batting. But I've also seen him like he has a good ability to move past those bad, bad fielding and, and come back to play with good approach but it's just
1: it's just crazy what he's been able to do. We're talking he has more home monster. runs. Yeah, He has more home runs, 5 to 4, and he has 16 RBIs to 17 RBIs. And this is as DH compared to first base. He has 47 plate appearances at DH compared to 121 at first base. So yeah. a third of the plate appearances almost, and he and he has he's matching the production and outproducing in other spots. Which again, yeah. I'm just I'm just speaking to the how crazy that is to me. As it's just like seeing such such a, a, a such a split Oh, from a guy just from DH to first base, when usually players all, usually say D, not not playing the field hurts them out behind the dish, or sorry, it hurts them at the dish because no none of them should be playing catcher if they're hitting. It's weird, but um, I
0: yeah, wonder so. how much in their brain they think about because I, you
1: how much? Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm wondering about the like, you know, um, you know, I want to be in the Hall of Fame. A day. If I feel like I am better at DH, but they look at me like, "Oh, this guy was a DH," you know, "that that dingue," you know. So, uh, for a lot of these guys, yeah, I think I they factor that in a little bit.
1: Like, I don't want to go to DH yet. Like, I have to play. I have to play the field. Like, plus he's what, like twenty six? He's still young. He's he, he's twenty seven. So yeah, he probably is like, I'm out of DH yet. Like, yeah. No, yeah. no one no one says you have to be. But look at look at the production, Pete. You might want to consider it, man. Pete, Pete. Big meat, Pete, baby. Big
0: meat, Pete. Big meat, Pete. All right, let's um, let's close it out here with Texas traveling to Houston. Houston throwing three righties: Christian Javier, Verlander, Ukidi Texas versus righty in the last 14. 119 wRC plus, ninth in the league. Twenty four to eight K to walk. Um, seventh ISO in the league with a one point uh, point one eight nine. Couple news uh, items: Nick Solak is down to AAA. Garver came off the IL. Um, it's interesting. Last 14 days, uh, Cole Calhoun tied second most in the league with five homers. Brad Miller is tied, um, and with a whole bunch of guys behind him with four. Um, extremely hot from the left side. Uh, these are are the kind of weeks, even though some solid pitching. Um, you got Cole Calhoun. I think this is another lock for a Dong. He's he gets very streaky, he's hitting the ball. Like he did in his uh, good 2020 season, so I kind of I kind of like both of these guys on the weekend here.
1: Um, what do you think about Brad Miller and Cole Calhoun? Those are guys. Miller, we saw he started off the year super hot, got yep. cold. He's getting hot again. He is streaky. We've seen it in Philly. He he can do this. I you ride it. Um, same thing with Calhoun. We know what he can do. We just haven't seen it in a while. Is the problem. I um, think because
0: definitely. of his health, right? I mean, he struggled with a couple of injuries. He never got a chance last, last year, year yeah. when he came back with Arizona to play regularly. They were trying to work in some new guys. And uh, you could see the string of games he has now. He's played mm-hmm. his most straight games uh, during the whole season and getting comfortable at the plate again. So I kind of like this. He's, platoon, oh. he's platoon-proof also. Um, he's been playing against lefties. So it's good to see. It's good to see. You got to yeah. take it while it's there.
1: It's a fun, a fun thing. Is among qualified hitters, Cole Calhoun is the third highest ISO <laughs> in May. Oh baby, in May, in May. Yay. So in the month of May, he has the third highest ISO, just behind Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge among qualified hitters in May. So it's just one of those fun things where he's there. And I'm sure if we look a little further, I didn't realize Bobby Witt was 18th. But um,
0: <laughs>
1: If we look a little further, where's Miller? Let's see if Miller pops up on top 30. He does not. I thought because you mentioned he has all those home runs too, but yeah, it's just one of those things where. um Cole Calhoun's having a hell of a May, and uh, gotta this, get him in there exactly. He's one of those guys where you make us a point to get him in your lineup right now, yep, yep, especially in like right now with the
0: offensive numbers being a little down. You want to try to chase those guys that might get you a couple of uh ticks home- up and, mm-hmm. and homers, yeah,
1: home runs in bunches, man.
0: Home runs in bunches. Um, quick thing on the Astros again, another plus matchup for stolen bases. Texas giving up the most deals in the league, so. Um, even though you don't get a real pattern for like Jose Siri and Chaz McCormick, um, there might be a good bet for uh, you know a bag maybe if they if they get in the game. So um, not really a huge note on Kyle Tucker uh, versus the two lefties they're facing: Martín Pérez, Taylor Hearn. He has he sat versus the last lefty, uh, but he started fourth the last six versus lefty so but i don't think you're playing uh kyle tucker either way but
1: just a just a little note on that anything else on the astro side that you see mike um yeah like you mentioned it's pretty much been um mccormick siri mccormick siri it's been they've been alternating and then tonight they played together but that's because they gave uh who do they give off oh brantley got the day off brantley yeah so um it's hard to figure out which one but it, if this, if this pattern holds true, McCormick should get to, to Series 1. That's if the pattern holds true, but I see realistically. Yep. Yep. realistically um, but the problem is what throws off the pattern is that they both played tonight. But tonight, actually, tonight was supposed to be Series night. Yeah, tonight was supposed to be Series night to start. So uh, they both started. So in theory, McCormick should play tomorrow, but maybe Siri does because McCormick will now be on back-to-back games. Does McCormick get the day off and Siri get the first start and get the two out of three? these yeah. are the, this is the type it's of true. if we're if we're having this discussion right now you probably shouldn't start either of them if you can avoid it
0: yeah it's it's, it's i know i know but like like this i said is... when you can target a steal like in a deep league it, it it's tempting it's tempting you know like it's it's not a lock of course, but yeah, I started like Siri said-
1: this week in a league because I was desperate just to have playing time. So I'm not, I am starting him in a 15-10 a DC. Like I am because yeah. of injuries and COVID and all that, which mm-hmm. uh, that I can't believe COVID is still wreaking. It's not as bad as it was, obviously, <laughs> but the fact that we still have guys like Senzel, didn't he go off? Of, he hasn't been back yet. Right. Like, um, Botto. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, since I was on if, a rehab, I think I looked it up earlier today. He's on a rehab assignment, but it's like, I dudes. just think,
0: I just think teams are taking advantage of the situation, maybe, like in terms of,
1: uh, the like guys get
0: right. for a guy like Senzel, right? Okay, so these guys always hurt anyway. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know what, maybe he was, maybe we rushed him back, maybe he didn't feel too well. Who knows if they're just like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's sick, just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Some of the, some of the symptom like movement is 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 wild to me i get that you know uh you know you obviously if you're showing symptoms but you're know positive you could be in a couple of days so they want to keep those guys isolated or whatever like i hate using that word because it sounds like death but um <laughs> isolated uh but you know like that's that's i don't know i just feel like when there's any type of wiggle to play into um, roster manipulation, these ball clubs are going to find it. So there's obviously some guys who, you know, who, who didn't feel well enough. Like I think Lou Trevino was, was kind of, I think he passed his test, but still needed like, you know,
1: a few days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah more than that. I think to really get back. And I think, you know, who knows? Uh, so, so different. I think, affected. I, I yeah. think McCutcheon is that right now. I think he's, been cleared for like several days but just hasn't and then i don't know those rules too like uh, so they'll have to keep him on the i i don't know i don't know i've been i it's 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 one of those situations where i try to understand more and i just i I go backwards so i just uh wait until they come (laughs) back you know so uh, i
1: understand more just the, the where, where it gets difficult isn't isn't necessarily even the start decisions it's the add drops like Kutch has been solid but now like an OC he's been tougher to, like you make a point to stash him because of how like he's been decent but at the same time it's what if you could have dropped him for I don't know insert like Alex Thomas do you like I, I feel like you probably make that move but Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're like, you know what? I believe in clutch more than Alec Thomas, so I didn't want to put the Fab. It, it cost you from going after Thomas, you know. So it's it gets kind of tough. Like, and now will he be the same? Like he started off decent. Will he come back? Now will it affect him because we saw COVID affect people so differently. It's hard to put that into your analysis on a player, a player's future outlook.
0: Right. Absolutely, I know. We, we try to do the best we can. It's All right, Mike. I think we covered the the biggest biggest uh here. Is here is anyone else is there any like a, a guy or something that sticks out Are you and the team we didn't cover that you want to like mention as uh kind of <laughs> start it? or
1: I, I think we did good I, I know that i went off on a bunch of tangents i appreciate you uh encouraging it at times uh, but uh <laughs> for those who stuck around to listen to this long ass episode thanks for giving me a chance it was a lot of fun it really was <laughs> i enjoyed it Definitely yeah. uh, started off on one tangent after another and then just mixed We're up good. with you after that, man.
0: We just talk about, but none of my episodes go undone without playing a little Would You Rather, so. Let's do it. Would you rather, Mike, blow your nose with sandpaper or use bubble wrap instead of toilet paper?
1: Ah, uh, sandpaper.
0: Wow, that was quick. Yeah, well, you
1: can't, can't, get a,
0: can't get a good wipe, right, with bubble wrap, I mean- How-
1: not, and then do i have to flush it because yes yeah, okay, true
0: that's true it's all those things like what do you have for, yeah you have to put it in a little plastic bag and then take it outside and then now and plastic I, bags abandoned
1: jersey so i can't do that and then what plastic if, bags and then what if i have the runs like what if i have like food poisoning or if i'm just like diarrhea dude like it, it gets you know, bad where are you getting this bubble wrap i mean that's the other thing how much does it cost supply chain damn it but yeah, so that's where my head went. Like that's, by the way, for anybody curious, my mind works that quick when it comes to certain things. It's Like, boom, I had my answer. But all the stuff went through my head. Like that's gonna suck. I'll just deal with the. Rough, I'll, I'll deal with the rough paper tr- with the runny nose.
0: Okay. Prefer. One more. You ready? Would I'm- you rather be handcuffed to the most annoying person you know for twenty four hours, or go camping with someone who likes you
1: but you don't like back? <sighs> See, this is where I'm usually the most annoying person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I think I would do the, how long is the camping trip?
0: That's a good question. We could say just 24 hours of camping, oh, like give, two give days.
1: Me, I can deal with the person that I find annoying. Like, either way, you find them annoying, but one's less annoying because they at least like me back.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I'll, do, I'll do the camping.
0: Okay. All right. That's cool. We can take that. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Just remind everyone where they can find you again and um, we'll get out of here, man. Sorry to keep you so long.
1: Dude, it's my fault. I- I've enjoyed the hell out of this, though. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. That's pretty much if anything you need to know if you want to reach out to me there. I'll get, like, all my work gets put on Twitter eventually and my random, ra- my random ramblings of whatever else I decide to talk about. It's always sports, but it's always some random stat or random fact or something stupid. Or just talking shit to Simeon and my buddies on Twitter. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, man. Cool,
0: man. I really yeah. appreciate you coming out. Like I said earlier, I really like how much work you put into um, the content space and um, finding your own little groove. You know, I didn't think we always talked about you know what you wanted to do. You bounced around with a whole bunch of different ideas, but um, you know, as long as you're, uh, as long as you're moving like that's the thing i think um that's the thing a lot of people don't realize like it's good to stay moving you know it's just as long as you, as long as you're doing something as long as you're doing something you like to and um you're not feeling overwhelmed all the time as long as you're doing something it, 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 it'll it come to you like something will fall in your lap because of hard work and uh, i feel like we've done a good job with that so keep it up man really appreciate I,
1: it i do appreciate the kind words rob and uh yeah it is it is that it's fulfilling to finally after three, four years of doing content and jumping around from idea to idea to finally land on something and feel like I do it rather well too.
0: Cool. Absolutely. That's the most important thing. All right, Mike, thank you for coming in. And uh, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Take care. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hitter Podcast. I hope you find these podcasts very helpful, actionable in any way, shape or form. Um, I think it can help in daily leagues. It can help in Friday to Saturday, uh, Friday to Sunday, lineup sets, and uh, just an overall awareness of what's going on with some teams. Um, so again, thanks for everyone for reached out to me through DM on Twitter to talk about fantasy baseball and even just life in general. And for anyone who took the time out, whether a low amount of time or a big amount of time to leave a rating or review, truly, truly amazing that you did that. I mean, truly amazing that people just want to tune in and listen to me babble about fantasy baseball with. Guest or myself, so yep. Much love to everyone, and uh, thanks for not being bags of shit. And if you are feeling like a bag of shit, you know it's just uh, gotta make a switch to snap out of it. It's okay. It's time to be fall into bag of shit tendencies, but try to make it really brief. A couple minutes, snap out of it. Boom.